Ride the wave of extreme sports with non-stop action set amidst the backdrop of competitive inline skating. Brink, Eric Von Detten, and his friends are teenage soul skaters, riding the perfect wave of fun until they meet up with Team X-Blade, a group of sponsored skaters led by the vindictive Val. But when Brink discovers his family needs money, will he sell out and join Team X-Blade? You'll learn along with Brink that it's not what you do, but who you are that makes a real champion. Full of hip skating along the California coast, edge of your seat suspense, and a few life lessons about truth and friendship, Brink is fun and fast entertainment for the entire family. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's Brink! Feature presentation. Kyle. <laughs> yes. When you woke up today. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> when you woke up, did you say, today I'm going to skate or today I'm going to talk? Good, good. Yes. Uh, yes, because I'm a podcaster. Of course, I said, today I'm going to talk. Oh, yeah. Good. Skate. Perfect. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. That, yeah. So per- let's I just knew talk. That then. was coming. I did. You, you threw me a curveball. You flipped it around today. Instead of <laughs> today, are you going to talk or are you going to yeah. skate? You flipped it. Good job. I, did. I flipped it. <laughs> Took the line from the movie, flipped it because it fit perfectly with our own context. Because we're, right? we're podcasters, not skaters. We are not. We could be both, though. Yeah. But I personally, I'm not a skater boy. I said, see you later, boy, for that. <laughs> I was in the skater crowd in middle school. That's I, hard uh, to believe. Uh, were yeah, you like their, very hard were to you believe. Like their, no. Were you their mascot? <laughs> yeah, I was their <laughs> I would sit with them every morning before school. So so at Maple Creek, every you'd get off the bus and you have like 30 minutes before classes started as everybody got to, to class or to, to yeah. the school. Do they have mm-hmm. that at Carroll Middle too? Uh, like some time in like the cafeteria area or whatever. Yeah. I remember that vaguely. So we, uh, so yeah, I would sit with, with my friends, which was, well, you know, Yanni Butaris, who was a skater. And then (laughs) the rest of the friends, Chris Myers and Nate Barth. And, uh, yeah. Who else was there? Anthony. Name them all. I think maybe. Name them all. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to prove to you that I was what cool are their, skater, but they were the real skaters. I didn't numbers? own a skateboard. I didn't own a skateboard, and I couldn't. I tried Yanni's a few time and times and just couldn't do it. So it was just funny because all the time Chris Byers would just look at me and be like, "Why? Why are you here?" Because like, because I wasn't like, I was a good Christian boy. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't cuss. I didn't you know say anything graphic or rude, and they and they they did, and so. Yeah. It's just a good time, my my good friends, you know. Oh. Then we grew apart in high school when I. What went kind of person life. who swears and makes graphic jokes would want to be friends with you, Kyle? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I don't think they want. They must. They probably didn't want me there. They're like, why is he still <laughs> you sit with us? Just globbed onto them. Yeah, that's like, so sad. That like, makes me feel bad for you. Why are you still here? Yeah, I had a. <laughs> you're gonna yeah this is great well i had a game with one of them where it was a it was like the slapping game where we would uh-huh. slap each other as hard as we could in the face like just back and forth right <laughs> that's 
Well, yeah. Well, fun one game. time. Except yeah. you never got a turn. It was <laughs> only yeah, him. It was just me. I just kept getting slapped. That was the fun of it, though, right? That's what they said. That's the fun yeah. of it. So That's I was like, part. this is great. This is good. Uh, but one one time we were walking through the hall, and usually this happened in the cafeteria. But but he was he was Max was standing in the corner, right? And he came out and he went to smack me in the face, but he hit his palm on my nose, which immediately <laughs> like I hit the wall and blood splattered palm. on the wall, and I, yeah. and so it was very dramatic. So he helped me to the bathroom to get like cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, we get called to the principal's office because everyone like witnessed this fight or whatever. Witnessed a student yeah. attack you in the hallway. Yeah. So I get there and I'm like, nothing happened. And like the principal's like, well, there's literally there was blood on the wall. Like, what happened? Like you have to. And so we like looked at the tape. Well, mm-hmm. before I, I was like, okay, so we have this game where we slap each other, right? And he yeah. he slapped me, and he didn't mean to like actually hurt me and he helped me to the bathroom this sounds so, we, so much like you're an abuse victim yeah. like it's <laughs> so a we, game we play he didn't mean to hurt me yeah, he, oh my god me. <laughs> well well we pull up the he pulls up the video and we watch it together and it and it doesn't show the event but it shows him because the camera position but it shows him helping me to the bathroom so he's like uh-huh. okay i guess i believe you because like why would he help you to the bathroom if like he actually didn't mean to. So, so he would, so him and Yanni and I were friends and they came over to my house like a couple days later. And this kid was so worried that my parents were going to like be mad at him that he wore a tie when he came over. He wore like a shirt and tie to prove that he was a good kid. This, we were like seventh, Uh, we were like seventh graders. So Mr. And Mrs. Davidson, I know I hit your son in the face at school, but I'm wearing a tie. So as you can tell, I'm respectable. Uh. Yes. And uh, that's exactly how it went. And my mom loves that story because she thinks it's hilarious. That is uh, funny. That is very young, young kid logic that you're like, yeah, tie that all. Yeah. And it was (laughs) absolutely a clip on tie. Like I remember (laughs) that he like took it off and it was just a clip on tie. It was perfect. So. Yeah, Those, that was me and my good friends. Them just slapping me over and over again. Great times. Great times. And um, <laughs> hey, here's a great time, Kyle. What is this podcast? Oh, this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot we were recording. Yeah, this is not. This is for anyone just listening. No, this isn't a podcast about Kyle's depressing middle school <laughs> stories. <laughs> This is this is a podcast. This is the Made for TV podcast. This is a show dedicated to celebrating and exploring the unique world of movies made for the small screen. My name is Kyle. My name is Scott. And Kyle, you know what time it is? What time it's is it? Summertime. Uh, actually, time. it's true. It is almost. But it's 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 our it's time for our new summer series the hot decom summer ultra extravaganza i don't know what the fuck we're calling it we didn't give it a name uh we're doing we drafted decom movies last week we are going head to head five films a piece this summer to see who can who has built the best roster of disney channel original movies and this is week one we're starting with my number one pick brink have brink. to say it like that. Yeah, I know. To. I said it wrong before the podcast. You got on me for it. It's brink. No, you thought I brink. slapped you right in the nose. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't you fucking say this wrong again. <laughs> it's brink. 
Oh, yeah! I love the smell of a new series, especially when it's got a quality film to begin it. I'm just going to say right away, I like mm-hmm. this movie, Kyle. It's um, pretty th- rad. It is pretty rad, but that's just a tease. We can't get into that yet, Kyle. No, not we, have, we can't. Any episode where we don't have a guest means we must instead talk about our weeks that is the ritual of the podcast that and is, it cannot be upset <laughs> yeah. so how was your week how goes your week yeah, it was how memorial day you? weekend so that was yeah. nice went up to the lake and built a deck with Ooh. yeah carrie's dad and carrie's cousin and let's be honest i i helped and they built it yeah, yeah I, I, you I, stood there and they said, will you hammer this in? Can you hold this in place? Yeah. That kind of thing. I asked a lot of dumb questions, just just trying to learn, you know, yeah. any sort of how to build anything that's not Legos or <laughs> Minecraft stuff, I guess. So. I, I can't mock you because I wouldn't know. I don't know how to build anything either. Like... Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd just be standing there. Okay, I was like, I, I yeah, wouldn't I even like, ask questions. I'd be too insecure. It's so. like, Doug, how do you build a deck? So what's the process? He goes, Well, you mm-hmm. you build a wall and you don't stand it up. I was like, oh, Okay, how there do you, you build a wall, Doug? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it was great. It was, uh, it's simpler than you than I than you think, I guess. So. It was. Uh, I don't even know what I think the process entails, if I'm being honest. You so put I don't... the wood together, and then you add the ribs to it, and you get the right screws and the right screwdriver, and you screw it all together. Easy right. peasy. Wow, that is simpler than I thought. Yeah, so very good. So it's uh, yeah, so it's fun to 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 make do that, and then fix the dock. I was pretty tired. That was on Saturday, or was that Sunday? Yeah, and then was uh just relaxed on monday it was a great it was a great time kids had a lot of fun you know swimming and just running around the lake cammy is it's it'll be fun she'll be a lot of fun at the lake this year um just had a lot of fun in the water and things so it was a good time good relaxing time Dot loves the water, so I had to get into the water. And I'll be honest, it was too cold. I also went to the lake. Yes. (laughs) The water was very cold. Um it was okay for us on in Pretty Lake on the Mm -hmm. on that Sunday, the first day. Um I was if I wasn't like all the way in, but Cash was like swimming and he was like shivering as he was swimming swimming. You know, he just doesn't have he's got all that surface area and not enough mass. So he's just chill to the bone yeah dot would just kept being insisting that she wanted to get in the water but then she would like jump in and be freezing cold and she would immediately be trying to get back to the ladder to climb out (laughs) of the water and be like all right we're done swimming she's like no i want to swim i'm gonna jump back in even though i'm shivering and screaming (laughs) let me put me in like uh so that's fun but i thought it was a little bit better on monday because i I intentionally laid out in the sun for like an hour and a half to get hot and mm-hmm. uncomfortable to want to swim to, to force yeah. it to be more enjoyable. It's key. Yeah. You got to make yourself uncomfortable before you exactly. get freezing water. And it was uh, a yes. little bit warmer on sun on Monday and the, the water was a little bit warmer too, like just a tad. And so it was nice. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yes, we yeah we we stayed up at uh, Celia's grandparents' lake house on uh, on 
from Sunday to Monday. Um, and that was good. And then also this week we had a new a new little uh, nephew who was born. Oh, so, that's awesome. That's, yeah, same birthday as a uh, friend of the podcast, Brooke. Cool. Wow, yeah. very cool. Yeah, Is just that... uh, met him for the first time earlier today, a week old. There you you said it's a new nephew. So have you been nephew, an uncle yes. before? I've been an uncle because my uh, sister has a, a, a daughter. So I have a niece. I've never had a nephew before. I actually have, well, I've, I'm, an, I'm an uncle four times now. Because wow. my brother Tony has two daughters Look as well me. that are around Dot's age. I got siblings. I can have nieces. And yeah. Look at me. Kyle, I was, I was, you got to remember, I've been an uncle since the day Celia and I started dating, literally. <laughs> Our first kiss happened the day, like the night that Avery was born, my niece. It's a weird so place I wasn't to have your at first school. kiss. Yeah. Oh, it was very weird. We were in the delivery room. <laughs> I said that could be us pointing at the <laughs> so baby. romantic. Yeah, um, no, we were. I did. I don't think I even knew my sister was in labor. Maybe because she didn't live with us, obviously. Um, but it was. She had the Celia and I kissed. She was still dating AJ at the time. It was the day before they broke up. Don't talk about that. Um, but uh, then I was not at school the next day <laughs> because I had to go and meet my niece who had just been born. You know, so she was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> you, <laughs> ran you, yeah, ran you ran away. Yeah, ran away. So it makes it easy for me. I always remember. Uh, my niece's birthday because it's right where our anniversary is, you know? That's pretty cool. Which is uh, sometime in February, I want to say. Yeah, it's not important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, my, yeah, Carrie and I's relationship lines up well with the Powderpuff Nances, so that mm-hmm. works well. The Equally kids, meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> the day yeah. we started dating was uh, the day of Hilariously Awesome Dance 3. And, um, she couldn't resist you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, she's. She saw how emotional you were in our. Uh, God, what was this? Every time we touch, was that number three? Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was three. I yes. I think so. Yeah. So she saw that raw emotion on your face mm-hmm. when you had the solo singing in that. Well, you remember said, she taught us the choreography for that one. Too. That's true. I think it was her and Meredith. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who taught us. Look at that. Yeah. Here's just... something. Uh, people listening to the podcast, this will mean nothing to them. Um, but you know, Meredith's child, her son, Mm -hmm. we ran into them at the library a couple weeks ago. Me and dot Meredith was there with, uh, her child. Grant, you're going to say Graham, you just ran into Graham, Graham, like just running around. (laughs) Either way, I ran into them and Graham, the baby, he looks exactly like the director, Sam Raimi. (laughs) (laughs) It was the does. first thing I thought when I saw him was that he looks like Sam Raimi. So oh, look, it's little Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. What a huge, I didn't tell her that because I was a huge like, movie think... nerd thing to think. <laughs> I know. It's like, that's <laughs> such a, I couldn't bring it up to her because that's such a fucking dumb thing to tell someone. <laughs> Your just... son looks like the director of the Spider-Man movies in <laughs> yes. Evil Dead. Are you a fan of Evil Dead 2, Meredith? Yeah. <laughs> Your son looks just like the director. That's great. Uh, yeah. Now that kid is a perfect. Uh, you you cover the bottom half of his face, and it's Meredith, mm-hmm. and you cover the top half of his face, and it's and it's Carl. Just a perfect wow. mix. 
So hmm, I'm gonna have to take a. I'm gonna take a. I'll, I'll pull up some Instagram pics. No, just and, next uh, time you see Graham, just go up, walk yeah, up, and put, put your my hand, my hand over, his, over his mouth. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. I'm trying to see what you look like. <laughs> Uh, so that's great. Um, I, 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 I think that's all of note in my week, the birth of a new family member and Memorial day weekend. And then other than that, mostly just me reading more Stormlight archive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Would you a little bit into the fourth book there? I'm about 50% into the, man, you're the fourth book. I know. It's caught up. You're almost, you're, you've, Probably at this point, even read more than I have because I haven't read the mm. Edge Dancer or Dawn, Dawn, Dawn Shard. Shard. So yeah, those you're are just both gonna about. Be, so you're just gonna surpass all my knowledge, and it's well, great. you've got the Mistborn books though. You've been reading that first Mistborn. Oh uh, yeah, you could read that so. in like two days, dude. Like it's yeah, <laughs> well, so. I'm excited. I have another friend who's read the just the first two books of Stormlight. Okay. Um, and she started reading Mistborn because she's like, she loved the second book so much. This is mm-hmm. so nerdy. Nobody cares about this. Uh, but she loved the second book so much that she doesn't want to move on because she's worried it, like, it won't live up to the second book. Like the I, third and fourth I've, book. Yeah, the I have to say that I, I understand that because the second book feels like, like you're probably going to enter a new chapter with a story, right? Like a whole yeah. new... like. Yes, they, you can so, tell when that one ends. Like, okay, things are going to go in a new expansive direction. direction. And it's like, yeah, wow, I really like the little arc that the first two books have. Well, hopefully, hopefully, the rest of it's good, and it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it is. I I just when I finished the third book, I was like, you need to continue on because the end of the third book is so great. And then yeah, so hopefully cool. she'll get on it. We'll start a little book club. I was when we were visiting yeah. when we were visiting our new. Uh, nephew um i was hanging out with uh his dad my brother-in-law john and i was down in his office and he had his bookshelf and he had the way of kings right on the shelf oh right there he he (laughs) hadn't read it yet but i told him i pointed at i said dust that baby off all right (laughs) it's good what do you you got a new baby you got plenty of time let's start it's time to start Uh, a thousand page fantasy makes me so happy that you've liked this this series because it's like because i found the series after finishing a different one and just reading on reddit what other people suggested and that's how i found this way of the this series so it just feels just feels great to be able to share it with somebody because i try to convince a few people to read it and i like any book series that's thesis is basically uh america are the bad guys and yeah, yes. also <laughs> mental health is important that's yeah, like that's the true. thesis of the books <laughs> So that's great. Are we done um, talking about books? Yeah, I think we're done talking about books. Let's talk about our histories with this movie, Kyle. Do you yeah. have a long and storied history with Brink? Yeah, the first sorry, time I saw with, this movie. I'm sorry. Was, hold on. Uh, oh, wait. With Brink. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what you were talking about there. For I can't understand your <laughs> accent. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. My microphone is getting, or my headphones are screwed up. So, okay, there we go. Um, yeah, my uh, my long and storied history is I watched it for the first time this week. That's it. Wow, that's it. I, uh, Carrie, that's... Carrie had seen this before and had, had well, loved it as a kid because her brother, lo- her former guest of the podcast, Tyler Adelsberger, he loves this movie. We have had many discussions about Brink in the past. 
So it's no surprise that Carrie has seen it at a minimum. Yes. Um, well, I can say, yes, as uh, alluded to by me saying I've had many conversations about it, I've seen this movie like a hundred times, I think. I loved this movie as a kid. Me and my sister watched it anytime it was airing on the Disney Channel. And uh, I thought inline skating might just have been the coolest thing on the planet when <laughs> yes. I was a kid watching this movie. <laughs> this This movie will do it to you. Between this and an extremely goofy movie, I mean, yeah. I was all in. I understand the parallels that you were making in that episode. You and Brooke were making the whole episode very yes. clearly now. Yeah, so it was one that I, I, I definitely... When I th- think of Disney Channel original movies, it's the first one that comes to mind. Although, as a kid, like... In my mind, this was just a fully fledged like feature film, you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't even think, oh, this must have been made for TV. I just assume, well, this must be one of the like top 10 movies that everybody knows yes. and has seen in theaters. Peak cinema. Know? This is the blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so it's very meaningful to me and as such a little bit risky. I was a little scared going back in for the rewatch, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. You know, because you don't want your uh, you don't want your dreams to be shattered, yeah, your heroes are, to be ruined. You know, exactly. There are childhood memories that are best left untouched, and I think maybe on that note, Kyle, should we should we discuss if Brink is uh, one of those such circumstances? Are you saying we should like pop the movie in? <gasps> I am saying that, Kyle. Yes, let's, let's do it. Let's pop it in. Putting in the tape. This must be a tape that we recorded off of the TV. Mm-hmm. You know, this one is like, yeah, because you couldn't. I don't know. Well, they must have sold it because I did find a tape with the back of the box or whatever. But it just feels like uh, the type of movie you'd be more likely to have a recording you made at home than to actually buy. You know? Yeah. All right. Oh, sorry, I have a burp. The beer that I opened before we started recording is like the most fucking carbonated beer on the planet i is feel the, like is that the the bubble drink from willy wonka and the chocolate it factory is. or it charlie is. and the chocolate factory excuse me uh, right well which no, one was willy the first wonka, one willy the first, the first one is willy wonka in the chocolate factory and it's called fizzy lifting drink uh yeah. that they that they ingest i believe imbibe um is that the right word is imbibe a word in imbibe 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 like imbibe imbibe Imbibe. Is that a word? Imbibe. I am. Which means to drink alcohol. So it works for beer. Okay. Okay. I'm Um, imbibing. Yeah, I'm imbibing right now. The vibe is to imbibe. (laughs) This is the worst episode we've done, I think, ever (laughs) of this podcast. This is unlistenable. (laughs) All right, Kyle. Fine. We've popped it in. Nobody cares about how I have to burp. This movie starts, no fucking preamble, no bullshit, just there right on the screen. Uh, and we're Brink. jumping in was my first note. <laughs> yeah, it just we're, uh what, what do you call it when you go off the, the side of the, the vert ramp? You drop in? Uh, dropping in? We're, yeah, we're you're dropping, dropping in. in. You're the skateboarder. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't presume yeah. to know. <laughs> you're, the, you're the skater I'm here. the skateboarder. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I had that speech memorized that he says to the skateboarders. Oh, yes. like, is it true that all skateboarders are? are yeah. 
Uh, Whatever. Well, who cares? Um, yes, yeah, so we drop in right away. We get the sickest title card font of all time for the cast like members as it's pulling up their names. I just really love the hyper late nineties like font and little uh oh my god, why can't I think of the word, Kyle, when something fades from one color to another? Gra- uh, gradient. Gradient. The little yeah. gradient. Yes. There it PowerPoint. Is. Good God. Word art. Yes. Very gradient. word art font for the uh, for the actors. Um as our lead, Andy Brink Brinker, played by the fucking man Eric Von Detten himself, <laughs> Kyle. Uh voice of Sid from Toy Story. So Yeah, I knew that. You know he's you know he's legit. Um I feel I feel like there's gotta be some listeners who had some crushes on Eric Von Detten. He seems like a ni- a nineties hottie. I should have asked sure. Carrie. Didn't if he had, she had a there's no who way she, she had didn't. a crush on, you know. She had a crush on him. She had to. Um he grabs some food and he's headed to the bus stop to meet his it's friends. Not just food. He's drinking the chocolate sauce out of the bottle <laughs> in the beginning. I love that. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Uh yeah, I've done it. I mean, it's long time gross. ago. I used to do it as a kid, and I just always remember I would do it at like my dad's house where I was unsupervised. I would drink it, and every time I did it, I'd be like, that was just gross. Why did I do that? Like, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> you can feel how unhealthy it is yeah. in the moment. I don't really love Hershey's chocolate like <sighs> sauce, like by itself. You know, when it, like like a chocolate milk, right? There's two types. Yeah. There's you either making chocolate milk with the Hershey's chocolate sauce or you're making it with Nesquik and man, mm-hmm. so much better with the Nesquik. So like, much better with Nesquik. So much easily. better. Harder to make cuz it's a powder, you got to stir it longer, but it I'm an Ovaltine guy personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> uh yeah, I love uh I think we get one of the dad's first lines in this one that just made me laugh, which is the he's He's like, what up, dad? And dad's just like, English, dad up. <laughs> I just, I love the dad's one line. The, like, dad, in this. the dad in this movie is awesome. I just <laughs> yes. immediately got to say, I love this guy playing I know. the dad. Me too. He's so good. David Graff, he rules. Yes. I kept R.I.P. first of all because he died in 2001, which yes, is a real shame. A couple hour, yeah. a couple years after this, died of a yeah. heart attack at age 50. Poor guy. That I looked is, it up because I was like, "What else? What else can I watch with this guy in it?" I know because he is so charismatic immediately. Yes. Like, yes. like I want to see more of this dude. I know. We should do all the Police Academy movies. I would just love, for him. yeah, just for him. <laughs> I want to. So down. That's our first thing. If we ever, when we make our Patreon, we're gonna do all six Police Academy <laughs> movies because he's in all of them. Good, <laughs> good lord. Um, yeah, I love, I love. I feel like I've the whole time I was watching, I was like, I feel like I know this guy from something else, and I really think it's just Brink. Like I just <laughs> know him from Brink. He's not really in a lot else that I've seen, or at least not in like a significant role. Yeah, you know? I haven't seen anything else with him in it. So. Uh, yeah so he's great right away just so everyone knows watch this movie for him if nothing else mm-hmm. um he's complaining that his son is too happy and it's not natural right which i yeah. think is funny yeah. um so he gets to the uh brink he he, gra- he grabs his snack food he's headed to the bus stop to meet his friends right uh they're all waiting for him uh and immediately they rule uh there's peter jordy and gabriella peter's like Sort of like the kind of square number two in the group, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we've got Jordy, who is 
I would imagine like the stoner, the closest you can get to the stoner friend in a Disney movie. Yeah. You know, yes. like, yeah. And then Gabriella, who is awesome. Yes. Gabriella rules. How is she? I was watching this movie and I was immediately like, how is Gabriella not somebody I hear girls talk about or like women now, like 30 year old women talk about all the time as like one of their like icons as a kid. You know, because uh, she wasn't the main character, probably, you know, but 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 there there are how many movies were there for kids that were the where it was female led when we yeah, were kids. not many. But so usually when there's like a, a side character who is just awesome, like that person becomes sort of like a cult favorite. But sure. I never hear anybody talk about Gabriella. And that's crazy to me, because not only is she like an awesome female character, but she's like a minority character. And Mm -hmm. she's not like, she's never like sexualized. She's woke. She's correcting people's use of pronouns. She is standing up to racism. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like she's awesome. (laughs) Total tomboy. Like she's yeah, she's great. Yes. Um, I'm just looking through her credits, and she's in a she's in a movie called Chasing Poppy. And do you think that is? the sequel to Kronk's uh, new group. Kronk's new group. Yeah, chasing him to get another thumbs chasing, up. Chasing Kronk's thumb. Chasing Poppy's thumbs up is the full title. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. They're waiting at the bus stop. They're complaining that Brink is late, which is apparently something that is pretty regular, right? Yeah. Uh, I love when he shows up and he says he's late due to chornage. Yeah, what is that? that I, chores. Oh. It means chores. He has a bunch of chores. It was chornage, bro. Like, it seems like a dirty word. Like, I what know, is chornage? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's just telling him he was jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm sure. late. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love he, you know what? True to form, they are soul skaters. So he says... We don't need a bus. Let's just skate across town to get to the beach rather than wait for another bus, you know? Yeah. And this is where he utters the line that I used at the beginning of the episode, which is the, when you woke up this morning, did you say to yourself, today I'm going to talk or today I'm going to skate? Yeah. And if, yeah. And they choose skate. And then we get like a, a little scene of them just shredding across town. Yeah. You know? And this is like the first scene where I'm like, what so how much are these kids actually skating versus this like is, other people? It's, it's seamless almost yeah. in this movie. It's <laughs> like, good. Like it's I found really like good. I found like because there's not much information. I thought I'd find a, a wealth of information about the behind the scenes skating and like there's I think some there's a there there's a, a different girl skater, like professional skater that skates for Gab- Gabriella. But like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of scenes of them actually doing skating and like having lines immediately after. So it's mm-hmm. like, they're doing a significant amount of the stunts in this, which is cool. I mean, it's, it's 1998. Every teenager can inline skate. Surely. Sure. I mean, that's just how it works. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever go to like, did you ever have like a roller rink, like skate parties and stuff that you went to? Yeah, I've been to the the roller dome in Fort Wayne a few times. Yeah. See, they could... were uh, in New Haven. The uh, there's Bell's skating rink. Yeah, and it was like a once a weekend thing, or at least once a month. Like there would be it's Bell's night. We're all going to Bell's and hanging out. And as you know, with me, I'm rather duck footed. Mm-hmm. I, uh, my feet angle out pretty severely, kind of naturally. You should talk to and your doctor so, about that. 
probably should. Uh, maybe that's why I have hip troubles. Who knows? Um, but the uh, so I've always had a hard time skating uh, because of that. It's like I want to drift into the splits as soon as I put on skates. So I spent most of my time at the arcade, naturally, uh, at, the, <laughs> at the skating rink. So unfortunately, I've never been cool enough. I don't think I've ever worn inline skates in my life. And I wish oh, really? I was cool enough to do it. Yeah. Oh, I've only fun. ever worn like the, the ones where it's like two on each side. You know, like the classic roller skates. Yeah, I can't do those because I don't think I ever learned how to do them. I just learned inline, which I think is easier to like to just pick up and learn. At least for me, it was. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you. I mean, I feel like you should be good because you you really aren't on both skates at the same time. You're not supposed to be. So like, so like you kind of lean on one, so you can go straight, and then you mm-hmm. you kind of correct and you you shove off, and you're on the other skate when you're doing mm-hmm. it quickly you know so i feel like you could you just we just got to get some roller skates and all right so your medical recommendation is as a 31 year old soon to be man i should pick up inline skating heck yeah live your live your (laughs) life man don't sit inside this guy's trying to potato jack play in the arcade oh yeah yeah, i'm trying to get you get more visits get more copays collecting all the somehow you've you broke your you broke your leg, huh? No, that's unavoidable. Uh, okay, uh, the opening. Okay, so they skate. They start skating across town, right, Kyle? This is very. I know you haven't seen it, but it's very Power Rangers the movie uh, to me because the Power I wrote Rangers down, movie. I remind me. It, well, I wrote down reminds me of Rocket Power. I was. I I kind of knew you were going to say Rocket Power right there because it is very Rocket Power as well. Um, and you're kind of a shoebie, right? So you were kind of like. The way Squid is in Rocket Power, that's what you were with the Skate Kids, right? Yes. Man, it's been so long since I've seen any Rocket Power. Oh, my God. Well, Rocket Power, the premise is there's the three cool kids that are good at extreme sports. There's Twister and then the two siblings that are like the main duo. Mm -hmm. But then the new kid moves to town who can't skate or do anything. He's just kind of like a nerd that hangs out with the group. And that's Squid. And that's yeah, what squid. I imagine you were. Yeah, I'm squid. <laughs> yeah. That's me. <laughs> With the big, yep, that's me. Yeah. Um, but I only bring up that it's it's a very Power Rangers kind of opening because the Power Rangers movie opens with them like skydiving and then rollerblading across town. Um, because the uh, Walter Jones, the Black Ranger, original Black Ranger, is in this movie. Oh, as yeah. A skater. Yeah. So it's kind cool. of funny. Um, although he's not in the Power Rangers movie because he's already been replaced at that point with a different Black Ranger because he's in the season three Mighty Morphin Power Rangers cast, but that's not mm. that's not important. Okay, uh, <laughs> Kyle, sorry, I gotta find my place. I'm thinking about Power Rangers now. Okay, so they're skating across town. Um, this is where Gabriella first uh, proves that she is an icon and tells Brink to stop referring to them as guys because there was a girl in the group, which is fair. That is gendered language that he should drop out of his vocabulary. Um, and they get to the skate park, park, which I think they call the pit. Yeah. Maybe. The pit. I think it's, yeah. The pit. yeah, I love this skate park. The look of it. It's so imprinted on me from yeah. seeing this movie a bunch as a kid. Like, the way it's kind of like graffitied up, you know, mm-hmm. is just. I even wondered beautiful. if it's even part of like Venice Beach or something, you know. Like, I feel yeah. like it's got to just be a real skate park at the time that they were using, you know. Like, obviously, they're not building something for a Disney Channel original movie. Right. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, once they're at the park, they do some dope little tricks uh, under Brink's guidance, and they spot a photographer from Inline Magazine, which <laughs> I hope that was a real magazine. I really well, do. They spot his hat, and yeah. it's the most generic hat I've ever seen. It looks it looks like someone like like walked into the lid store and just asked them to to put some text on a hat that just says Inline Skater Magazine. Like it's you all. Think it I is. could get that hat made. I might do that <laughs> easily. You could get that hat. hat made at the lid store. Well, yeah, like it's it's just text on a hat. Uh, it's so great, though. I, I do love that they somehow spot it, uh, and I love the who's reading. I I guess it was a big time for inline skating, and the internet was not big yet. But it's just so weird to imagine like a world where there's a market for a magazine all about inline skating. All the Team X Blades guy said he moved like 10 million in merchandise or something yes <laughs> so pretty big pretty big um he naturally mo- they decide that they're gonna like try to get the photographer's attention by showing him what soul skating is all about right yeah because if it isn't clear uh brink and his crew are all about soul skating which means they're very against the sort of, as we all know, famously corporate world of inline yes. skating. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so materialized. All the, all the yeah. money that's running through the world of inline skating. They don't want any part of that. It's taking all they're the fun out of it. Fun. They're here. Yeah. They're in it just for the fun. Um, so we get like a montage of them doing some skate tricks set to some sick ska music. This movie's got a lot of ska music yeah. and I love it. Ska uh, skater. Yes, ska. makes sense. That's that's where they got the name for ska music was they just took the T E off of skate. Um so soon they realize though that the photographer is actually there to take pictures of the evil corporate team X Blade, which is spelled X-Blade with a Z? It's just like, X- there's no E. It's X-Blades. Yeah, X-Blades, but it's yeah. X-B-L-A-D-Z. It's so stupid. It's Very such bad. a stupid way to spell yeah. it. Um, as Soul Skaters, they decide they don't care, though. Uh, they're just going to keep shredding for fun until Peter wipes out trying to hit a 540, which I will say they never specify until he actually like does the trick, I feel like, that he's trying to do a special kind of 540. Uh, I feel like they have a title for it, though. They say, they call like, it, a... Later, yeah. he does, like, an... In, they call it, when he's when they're at the competition, it's, like, an inverted 540 mm-hmm. or whatever. But I don't remember... I just remember whenever I was watching this movie as a kid, them always talking about how he's trying to do a 540, and then there's, like, a million instances throughout the movie where people do tricks that they refer to as a 540 and i was just like why can't he fucking do this trick that they're all doing then who cares yeah (laughs) but it is because he's trying to do it upside down in the air i guess i don't know anything about skating so if you're listening and you're into (laughs) skating and your name on twitch is vanilla evil then i'm sorry because i know you love this movie and i know you love skating and you'll probably know the distinction between these moves (laughs) um whatever uh, Team X Blades captain Val shows up. Kyle, uh, he's played by an actor named Sam Horrington, who I'm sure you don't know, but he is the villain in the movie The Little Giants, which was another seminal children's film for me. Um, so he's instantly recognizable to me. He's like the big, strong kid on the 
enemy football team uh, in the movie Little Giants. Cool. Yeah, cool. I haven't seen it. <laughs> great. It's a great movie. Uh, female led. It's about Becky the. It's about like a, a girl who wants to play football, and her dad Rick Moranis starts a team for her. Okay, it's pretty good. You might like it actually. It's kind of goofy, and it's a good one to watch with kids. Maybe try popping it on with cash. Okay, sounds um, good. So they, uh, he asks them to leave so that they can take pictures in the pit, um, and he also kind of just tries to antagonize them because he clearly hates them, right? Mm-hmm. And then his sidekick, his little, he's got like a kind of spiky haired dude who's backing him up is another actor who played the kind of bad guy character from another movie I loved as a kid. Oh, good. <laughs> Star Kid, which is a movie that I know Brooke loves as well. Uh, I, I was going to say if she's listening, but I know she's fucking listening. It's all um, the bad guys combined. Yeah. It is. This movie is like a, a nexus point for all the movies I loved as a kid. Uh, <laughs> so it's great. Um so then the uh, the douche kids kind of steal the skate park from them because while while they're all busy talking to like Val, the uh, he sends other skaters into the park and he's like, you should have kept someone here to save it. They didn't call seat check. Yeah, basically. they didn't call seat check. So that's fine. They um, all honor the rules, which is nice. You know, it's like they're I, here first. We can't just make them leave. Yeah, there know? is honor amongst inline skaters. Yeah. yeah. But there is no honor or love between inline skaters and skateboarders, as we all know. No. <laughs> uh, because as Brink is leaving the skate park, he stops off to get revenge. He goes up to like the skateboarder dudes, and I, like I said, I don't have it written down, but he's just like, "Hey, is it true that all skateboarders are like total idiots who yeah. can't do anything?" <laughs> right? And he's like, "I don't think that, but that guy over there That's said it." That's what those guys said. <laughs> It's just, so they're like, just, yeah. And these dudes are like, they're like 30 year olds. Right? They are like, they're old, way too old to be fighting. They're old high and big, way too old to be offended by someone saying that <laughs> skating is skateboarding is lame. <laughs> I also have another quote written down. I don't remember who says it. It might be, be between, uh, between, uh, Brink and, um, and what's the other guy's and Val, the bad guy. Val? Well, I just, yeah, yeah. It, it's just mine getting lost. Mind if I kick your butt? <laughs> I just wrote that line down. I forget who says it. but That has got to be, I think Brink says mind getting lost and Val says mind yeah. if I kick your butt. Yeah. So yeah, that, that checks movie's out. This just got tons of these. There's so many lines. good lines in this. I'm glad that you said, I'm glad that you're quoting it because there was a point when I was watching this where I was like, I don't know if these lines are funny or if they're just like burned into my brain, oh, you man. know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, it's good to know I have some a, of them Just resonate. some of the things, because they're he's talking in total skater lingo or whatever. Like, yes. They'll do a trick and it'll be like, that was an ill grab, man. Like, yeah. ill. That was ill. I haven't heard anybody describe something as ill ever, except for in movies, I think. Yeah, it's... I'm sure if you were watching this in 1998 and you were actually into like skate culture, I bet it would be the most cringe inducing yeah. thing of all time <laughs> yeah. where it's like nobody talks like this. But now, yeah. now it's like a, such a total like kitsch piece, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like the campiness of how bad the dialogue is just makes it great. It's yeah. such a time capsule. Yeah. <laughs> so I loved it. Um, so then I love the next morning. 
at home, Brink comes out of his room and says, yo, what's up, fam? <laughs> um, and so the, it's the first day of school, I guess. And yep. this is where, I'm sorry, this is where he's really yes. excited about school. And his yep. dad is just like, what the fuck? Why is this kid so down. excited? That's just not normal. <laughs> Normally, no, nobody should be that happy all the time. You see, Katie is a normal child. It's her first day of school, and she's miserable. And then, yes. like, later, like, he does something weird. Like, like Brink does something weird or says something weird, and, and the dad just looks at Katie, his little sister, is like, Katie, you're the future of this family. Now go to school. <laughs> it's, just, it's so funny. His comedic ability and timing is just great. His dad is great. Katie's pretty good, too. The little sister, I think she's pretty yeah, funny, she's too. really good, yeah. and I think she's in Smart House. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Because she oh, well, I'm gonna find her I wanna find that actor's name now. Um She is Katie, Katie um, her name is Katie. So that's yep, Katie. Katie. Perfect. Katie Holding. She is in Smart House. So hell yeah. Can't wait. Um oh good. She's got a lot of TV movies on her uh on her list, Kyle. She's oh, in right. all three of the au pair movies. Okay. Apparently, there are three au pair movies. <laughs> I did not know any. I don't know then anything about the au pair movies. So. Oh my god, they span ten years. <laughs> There's an au pair. The first au pair movie is set. It came in 1999. Second one, 2001. Perfectly reasonable amount of time to wait to make a sequel. <laughs> and then third one, 2009. <laughs> Eight years later, au pair three: Adventure in Paradise. <laughs> Great. We gotta watch the au pair movies. Sounds uh, good. I don't know anything about them, sure. so I, I mean, I remember seeing commercials for them on ABC Family, and I think they're just like a dad hires an au pair and falls in love with her. I think it's something like guess. a young MBA mistakenly takes the job of looking after a rich mm-hmm. executive spoiled children. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. That that's that's you just came up with that off the top of your head, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just remembered that from a old commercial you know yeah yeah oh my god i cannot believe kyle all three movies have the same director really? like this, this is, has is gotta this, be a is gold this secretly this is like a, a fantastic franchise <laughs> i hope so <laughs> he came back for it in, yeah he uh, came eight years later eight. they said we're getting the band back together <laughs> mark do you want to be part of this <laughs> you can't it's just they they weren't gonna make it if they couldn't get Mark Griffiths on board, as we all know, because it's just not au pair without Mark Griffiths behind the camera. We gotta watch these. Um, okay, so um, Brink makes it to school, Kyle, uh, and he finds Jordy and Peter. Who Kyle? They tell him that something unthinkable has happened, something tragic. Hmm. Gabrielle is wearing a dress. Ugh, what? Ugh. I love this scene where she's wearing the dress. This is one of the ones I remember the most. Yeah. When she showed up, I was like, oh, I really remember thinking this was funny as a kid. She's like, she warns them not to say anything. She did it for her mom because, like, in Peruvian culture, it's a big deal to dress up for the first day of school, she says. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was really funny that she's, like, such a tomboy that it's miserable to her to have to wear a dress for a day yeah and brink says gab personally i think it's fat which is just <laughs> it's great great He's, lingo you know what i really like brink let's shout out brink for a second here yeah which is that i really like that he's like a genuinely nice and accepting person for the most part you know yeah he is not yeah. great nice guy he gets caught up in 
and trying to do the nice thing and not knowing mm-hmm. how to do the nice thing and yeah. in turn maybe does some wrong things but he's he's a good kind-hearted kid yeah it's he's he's got no cynicism in him it feels like mm-hmm. he's very he's very hard on his sleeve this brink kid um so uh unfortunately Val shows up and he kind of, you know, he mocks them. He steals Peter's shoes and he tosses them on an electric line to get revenge for the skaters, mm-hmm. uh, the skateboarders. I wanted to shout out the cinematography of that shot. I just really mm-hmm. liked it because it's it's behind the cameras. It's a boom shot, right? That's when it's up in the air. Sky uh, shot. Yeah, yeah like, a, like a crane shot. Like a crane shot it. behind yeah. the wire. And it shows mm-hmm. him, shows Val like flinging the shoes up there and it like wraps around the wire and there's a just a bunch of kids like walking around like you can see the big shot of the school happening it's just a cool shot i liked it there's a lot of like pretty complicated shots in this movie like i took Mm -hmm. note of some other ones coming up but yeah you're right uh thinking about that that is more than you would get from a decom movie like five years after this yes you know this feels like they're like feels like early stages yeah, yeah, and not like a just a sound stage that they've mm-hmm. brought out their regular old furniture for. You know, yeah, it, it's this is good. like Disney's trying their Disney Channel's trying to prove that like we make a good movie. You know, yeah. like they're trying yeah, to they, prove the concept. Still, exactly. Probably. So they're putting a little more effort in than you might get from your average one. Um, luckily, Gabby has extra shoes that she was going to change into. Um, and she just gives them to Peter. She's like, I'll wear these like heels. I assume she's wearing heels. We don't really see her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, you can just take the laces out of these and they might fit, which is a nice thing to do for a friend. They're you good. Know? They're good pals. They're good. I friends. always remember thinking as a kid, like how small are Peter's feet that he could ever <laughs> yeah, fit yeah. them in the same <laughs> shoes as her, <laughs> but whatever. Um, and then they go to class where they just openly talk during a science lecture, which I thought was funny. Just, it's good science the lecture. Teacher, I mean, the earthworm is the name given to a thousand different species of worms in a class of the mm. annelid phylum. So it's cool. I wrote that down because you know me. I love a good science scene. You do love science. But they you always nerd. go to the I, science classes because that's the interesting class, you know. And that's, well, it's either science or history because those are the easiest to like tie well, in. I guess, Tie yeah, in a I plot guess. point. You can't tie in a math plot point. You know, no. math is probably the rarest. English will show up a lot if it's like they want to reference a story that has the same theme True. as the movie that you're watching. But this is good, easy setup for what's going to happen <laughs> in the next scene. Honestly, I didn't even listen to the science lecture because I'm not a nerd, so I didn't even realize <laughs> that he was talking about words. I've dissected like, I a nerd one before. Before. Just in your free time, it's yeah, something you like to do. <laughs> yeah, back in when I was, you know, cutting open animals, you know. Yeah, just for fun. No, like, an animal biology dissected hmm. an earthworm. They're pretty cool. They got a lot of segments to them. They're interesting. So when they mate, when earthworms mate, they mate like they have both parts. And so they mate both parts with the other earthworm. So you got male and female oh. parts of both. So they stick together. Interesting. So if you ever t- see two stick together, Leave them be, you know. They're, they're having their they're having their special time. Could they mate with themselves and make a clone? I don't think that they do that. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that they do that. But it's I mean, interesting to imagine having both genitalia, but they're separate. I guess, right? Like that's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, life finds a way, you know. It does find a way. Yes, Jeff Goldblum. It does. <laughs> um, 
Where, okay, where was I? Uh, okay, so they, while listening to their warm lecture, Kyle, they plan retaliation against Val, yeah. which is, uh, they're gonna, they swap his lunch meat and his sandwich with a bunch of worms. It's so gross. Is, I just, like, so cannot handle that. It's a sandwich that's just worms, like a pile yeah. of live squirming worms. <laughs> like, I'm, I've like, cringing as I'm saying it, too, because they, like, Sneak it into he his bites like, into that. He takes a big he, yeah. fucking bite, <laughs> and you see the worms too. I mean, they're not real worms at that point, but you know, we yeah. hope at least that they're not. I hope. I hope. Yes, but I like, oh, like a worm sandwich that really got to me. Like that is so gross. And that was one of the shots though that I wrote down that was really good because the when they when they swap out the sandwich, it's like one big long take. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like Jordy or maybe Peter, I can't remember which, comes up and like distracts Val. Can't oh, I hit my microphone. Sorry. Uh, camera goes to the sandwich. Someone else picks up the sandwich. We follow them. They set it down. They open it. They swap in the worms. It follows them back with the sandwich. They set it back down without Val noticing. Like it's a pretty complicated little move they did in one take. I thought it was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And I love when he bites into it and the teacher shows up to ask him what's wrong and it cuts over to the group and they all hold up one word signs that spell out, don't be a wuss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't be a wuss. And then, and then the teacher, he says, Val reads that and he says, nothing is wrong. And the teacher just says, well, get over it. Yeah. And I love that that's what the teacher says. <laughs> asshole. Uh, so Val is angered. He challenges them to a skate off out back. Um, thanks to, of course, uh, Zach, uh, the, the Black Power Ranger, Walter Jones, as mm-hmm. I wrote down, uh, suggestion. Uh, if they win, then uh, Team X-Blade will quit giving them beef. If they lose, then he says it's open season on their butts. On their butts. Love it. Yep. All right. Um, I like that this in this scene, Peter is the one who keeps correcting the pronouns for Gab's sake. Yeah. Yeah. See, they they, um, look, they nice. look out for each other, you know? They do. <laughs> they do. Right. And then the only... And so they set up for the race, right? And this is the only time I think that Gabby uh, uses the fact... Like, the fact that she's a woman really comes into play... Because she tries to use her sexuality to distract her the feminine opponent. wiles. Yes. yes, she's like I can't remember what she says. She says something like the, "I love a boy in baggy pants" or something like that. Yeah, like, of course. like just to distract him a little bit off the starting line, so she line. can get the jump. Yeah. Yes, and uh, so they take off on their race. Their race, I think, is hilarious because everyone keeps doing like really unnecessary grinds and jumps. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's it rules, but it's like you guys know you don't have to like jump up on every just table a race. you see. Yeah. And I like other. He says like we can't we can't race at school, and they're like, well, mm-hmm. well we're don't be a wuss or whatever. We'll do it. But how do they set up this race without anybody noticing? Like, there's it's like, California. Nobody's paying attention. The teachers just don't go outside, you know. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> They're busy. These goddamn Californians are probably busy smoking weed, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. They're not watching your kids. They're getting high, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense other than I don't know. They found some weird blind spot, but like every kid is there watching them. I feel like so it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Um, the Soul Skaters, Kyle. They're primed to win. They're on the last leg of the relay race. It's down to Brink versus Val, or is it Brink versus uh, uh, Boomer? Well, it's Boomer 
who Boomer gets hurt, but yeah, is and it, I think he is supposed to, he tags Val, right? Okay, yeah. And Boomer so tags he, Val. Yeah. yeah, it's Brink versus Val. Boomer gets hurt on the turn right as he goes to tag Val, though. Yeah. And Brink, our hero, is so noble he hangs back with Boomer and tries to like help him and help him up so he can take him to the nurse. You know, Boomer but yells nine one one, baby. He does. That's what he yells. He's trapped in the fires. Oh. That's when Max Goof turns around, right? Yes, Helps it him. is. It's it's that moment. Yeah. Um, but Boomer is hurt, and they. He goes to help him, but then they all get caught by the teachers, basically. And they are suspended for the day, Kyle. Mm-hmm. And naturally, Brink's dad is pretty pissed when he picks him up. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of won't even try to understand his son's point of view. No, I just like it. He's like, this has got to be a, a record, you know, suspended <laughs> yes. within four hours. He's like, he says something like, I'd ask you what happened, but I'm sure the local media is going to pick it up because this is an insane story. It's just, it's just great. It's just funny lines. <laughs> it is great. And then as they're driving and arguing, their car breaks down much like their relationship is breaking mm. down. Kyle. Mm. Um, that night at home, the the dad is crunching the numbers on how much the car is going to cost and Katie's dental work, and we find out that if he we don't is, get that night brace, she's going to have a smile like a Picasso painting. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at the wife, like, okay, so I mm-hmm. love this actor, but I think his I think the dad is really crappy in this, right? Like he sucks. At but, first, he sucks. I'll, I'll say that. Sure, he comes around, but it's kind of just. He, maybe I should be a good dad and then decides to be a good dad, you know? But he's like, just struggling with a, the different generation. I think it's believable. I'll, he sucks I, less than my own dad sucks. Right, yeah. So he doesn't suck. <laughs> me, but. but I just say, uh, like, the wife's, like, she's a realtor. He's like, did you sell any houses today? No. Yeah. Well, I did thought- you show any houses today? <laughs> no. Well, then our troubles are over. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's- I thought that was a really funny... I don't think that... Th- that sounds meaner than I think his delivery is in the movie. I think he's being playful in the movie. Okay. Like, cause right. she says, You're right. she sits down and she's like, it'll be fine. You know? And oh, he's just yeah. like, Oh, okay. Well, did you sell any houses today? <laughs> like yeah. what's did making you, you think houses? it's going to be yeah. fine. Like, <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Um, yeah. So he's, he's going through, we find out he's on workman's comp. He hurt his back and he can't work right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be basically he's worried that once his time on disability wears out, he won't even have a job once it wears off, which is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just fucked is kind of the vibe. Um, but the mom does bring him down to earth. I like that. She's like, you know, we've been through worse because remember when we thought you were going to die and you're still here. Yeah. So let's have some yes. perspective. <laughs> you know, Mm-hmm. And Brink overhears all of this, and you can tell he's a little concerned. He's moved by his parents' plight. Yeah, you're never right? supposed to hear your your parents talk about like financial troubles. stuff. Yeah, yeah, like you never like that. You never should hear that. You know, you don't want that kind of stress on your mind as a kid. Yeah, because you sure. have no you have no concept of like money and savings and all of that, and so it's just like you you you. It would sound very worrisome to hear your parents talk about that so yeah i still don't have a concept of those things i don't let celia talk to me about money (laughs) i just ignore (laughs) it uh all right kyle the next day at uh sorry the next day at school the group is kind of hanging out on the bleachers and 
sharing how their parents handled their various, you know, how the various uh, reactions to their suspensions. Um, Brink encourages them. They're like, maybe we should just chill out for a while and stop beefing with Team X-Blades, right? Yeah. Uh, which is going to be hard because Val then shows up immediately. Uh, and he tells them that Boomer is out for now. He says most like he's basically going to be out for like a couple a month maybe. I can't I'm I'm unsure. It's probably a month. How long? Yeah. I don't know what his injury might have been. Do they say? No. They're not right. very well, good with injuries in this movie. I mean, the luckily dad's supposed to be out on here. disability and he yeah. shows no limitations in his movie. Well, I think his I assume the dad was like I mean, you're right. He should have some limitations, but I'm assuming, I guess, that he's like almost done with disability and he's kind of running out the clock on like the maximum amount of time is where I'm at yeah. with it, you know? I think like, there's a little bit of malingering going on with I the think dad. He's I think he's enjoying his time off. And part of why I think he's mm-hmm. a turd is because he's pushing his kids to get jobs instead of like just going back to work. Oh, well, let's not say he's pushing. Brink suggests getting a job. It's true. Um, it is true. Yes. <laughs> I think he is maybe worried that if he goes back to work, they're going to tell him they don't have any work right now. And him admitting that he's ready to go back to work will end his disability. Like but any payments he's, getting, he's receiving. He's not even getting payments. He would but be. He's on workman's bit. comp. Work. Co- like that means he's getting money. Did they say he's on workman's comp? Yeah, he said his workman's comp is going to end soon. Okay. And that's why All he's right. worried he I, won't I have a job when it part. ends. I thought literally yeah. he was, it wasn't workman's comp, and it was just, no. he was just no, no, no. chilling I'm, without I'm, getting paid. So I'm fairly certain he is it makes on sense. workman's Usually it's a percentage of, it's usually yeah. like you get half of your wages or something like that while you're on workman's comp. So. Mm-hmm. so I think he's just like so nervous that the jobs are all going to have filled up. And that will mean that now I have no income at all if I go back to work. If I tell them I'm ready and they say, sorry, we filled the spot, you're fired, you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of get where he's coming from, but also it's whatever. It's a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> yes. So it's fine. Um, fuck, I don't even remember how we got on to what we were just talking about. I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, I don't know. We're talking about injuries. Oh, we were talking about injuries, injuries and yep. I was alluding to the fact that you, as a doctor, would normally have a diagnosis. I thought maybe you would have something about Boomer's hurt knee, but I, I don't, guess that's because not I don't happening. have anything concrete, even for for Gabby's injury. Like, there's she's weren't. It doesn't make sense. We'll get there when we we'll get, get there. there. We'll but get like, I thought maybe you would just throw out like, why would Boomer be out for? So long that he's not even back by the time the competition rolls around. Although we don't really have a, a good understanding. It's hard because he like hits here. his side. Like he hits his whole he's, like. He's holding his, his knee though, so I thought maybe he had some sort of like tear in his knee. Yeah, of some I mean sort. it's possible. Most common injuries are going to be your meniscus injuries, and so mm-hmm. especially with twisting motions, and uh, and so if he got kind of a, a a part of his knee that buckled, he could have had a. a medial meniscus injury which is very common could have had mm-hmm. an, uh, a, a tear of his mcl which is medial collateral ligament or even his mm-hmm. acl mm-hmm. and so he could have had all those i just didn't see enough enough to really like you know i could i could have talked about this this could have been an as opposed to all of our other diagnoses where we have so much scientific it's data so to back them up <laughs> so true <laughs> <laughs> but um That's fine. yeah his knees all bunged up he probably has a meniscus injury and needs to w- be 
chilling on it, not uh, not uh, not putting weight on it, taking anti-inflammatories as needed, keeping mm. it iced and elevated, all that good those, stuff. Those knee injuries will like destroy you as, as an athlete, right? Like those are like those can be like career-ending if you fuck yes. up your knee. Yes, yeah. they, yes, they can. Yep, but they are mostly that- well treated now. Um, they there's a lot of good options for reconstruction when you need them for meniscus injuries. They typically get better. Sometimes part of the meniscus can come off in the knee, knee joint. They're called free bodies and your knee can click and pop. And then you need an ortho an, an orthopod to go in there with a scope and get that, get those free bodies out. Cause they're never coming out if you don't do that. And, uh, meniscuses mm. have a limited ability to heal. Um, the, the meniscus is your cushion between your bones. So between the, they're part of that, cushion pad there and so without your meniscus uh, you can get arthritis a little bit quicker which arthritis is that bone-on-bone cartilage scraping Mm -hmm. scraping it off i'm probably talking too much but that's That's uh, fine that's it that's uh i like it that's uh dr davidson's diagnosis on the fly dr davidson's diagnosis i was ready i was queued up for it uh I'm still convinced that I have arthritis in my thumb, by the way. It always feels weird all the time now, but that's fine. Uh, just, I think... Just talk to my doctor right now quickly. You might have to Quervain's tenosynovitis. Tenosynovitis. Mm. I'll talk to you that later. I don't know what that means, but whatever. We'll talk about that later. It's fine. <laughs> we don't need to talk about this on the podcast. Um, okay, so Kyle, Val shows up. He tells some boomers out. He says they're going to be looking for a new teammate in the meantime and specifically says that soul skaters need not apply. But it is very obvious he's trying to bait Brink, who is obviously like the best skater in the group because he's the titular character of the movie, yes. right? Like. Mm-hmm. He knows. He wants Brink on his team if he wants to win. Um, at the skate park, uh, later we see Pete continuing to try and fail at the 540. And weirdly, we see Brink is struggling too, which is atypical for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells the group that he has a family thing and he has to leave early, even though the invitational is imminent, Kyle. Yeah, they need to they session. They should be practicing. Man. Yeah, they need to. Se- I love they never say practice. They say session. Session. Practice. We got session. a session. We got a bro. session. <laughs> I'm always going to write down practice. I'm not going to write down yeah. session. Yeah. That's just weird. Um, but but Brink doesn't go home, Kyle. He goes to Team X Blades HQ. And uh, he kind of hides off to the side until everybody leaves while other people are trying out. And then he reveals himself. And I just have to shout out. Uh, one of the X-Blades dudes, the blonde member of the group, his nickname is Beege. Beege? Yeah, Beege. That's what they call him, is Beege. Which, I don't know if you know, but that's like slang for a blowjob. Yeah, well, Beege, was he doing all his chornage? (laughs) His chornage, bro. (laughs) Some sick Beeges in this chornage. (laughs) Yeah, strange, uh, uh, strange nickname. Strange nickname. Strange nickname. Um, when Brink reveals himself, Val uses reverse psychology. He mocks Brink at first, but eventually he just flat out caves when Brink almost leaves. You know, mm-hmm. he says, "You've got thirty seconds and one street run to impress me." Basically, um, don't which you Brink wish? Does. Don't you wish that this was maybe a little bit more like, you know, the the. The classic Christmas movie we watched, Mistletones, where maybe he mm-hmm. walked away and then Brink just started skating and showed all those cool tricks and then got their attention. 
just like how Holly just starts singing in the church to get the missile yeah. To, the yeah to get the 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 snow bells attention Kyle you know I don't I don't I don't think it's fair to like compare movies to all-time masterpieces <laughs> like that you know it's like I can't compare every movie to the Godfather nor can I compare every movie to mistletones like it just wouldn't be fair to this movie I got you're give right it a you're chance. right I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't go there I shouldn't go there <laughs> Um, I, one thing I do want to say, I, I like that the skating here is like realistic for 30 seconds. Like it is like 30 seconds and it's not that impressive from an outside yeah, he doesn't perspective. Do, he doesn't do any insane tricks. He's no, just it is very stuff. Re- it's what I really imagine would happen if someone said, you have 30 seconds to impress me on a skate park. Yeah. Like, All right. I'll do some stuff that's kind of cool, but nothing that's like whoa yeah <laughs> just all right um of course brink makes the team but he has like this whole stipulation where they have to keep it secret and he says he's only gonna fill in uh he's only gonna fill boomer spot until the invitational because he assumes that boomer will get better mm-hmm. between the invitational and i guess there's championships after the invitational it's a whole thing I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's like the, like most the, yeah. movies with competitions. I don't really understand what's happening. The Invitational, and then there's the yeah. championship, which is the real yeah. deal. The the Invitational yeah. is just like usually the team who wins the Invitational will win the championship because they're the best. So it's like yeah. the proving grounds to see how All good right. you are. But, it seems unnecessary to have both. Just have a championship. Yeah. Unless if the invitational was like a qualifier, that would make more sense to me. Well, this is the the world of inline skating. There's lots of money to be had by these tournaments. This is true. You gotta have have more and more, you know? It's just like the NBA. They have so many games because they know they can make so much money. Exactly. Makes sense. Um, And his major motivation to joining this team is the money. And he finds out that he gets 200 bucks per week. Which I did, I feel like I looked it up, and that is roughly around like 350 bucks a week in today's yeah, money. That's pretty which good. Is it's like a lot. Pretty good for a kid. To be yeah, like skating and just making yeah. that. It's great. Yeah. That is great. That would be very helpful to his family. I like, made, when I was working at Culver's, it was, we were still on like 550 an hour, I yeah. think, for a bit, but was the minimum wage. And I worked mm-hmm. like 13 hours a week. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not a lot, lot you were bringing home. Yeah. And luckily, though, uh, in America, uh, the minimum wage has been raised significantly above that. And there's no wage crisis and uh, everybody can afford to live comfortably. So that's great news. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, Val, Val agrees to let Brink on the team under his stipulation, which is that he has to stop disrespecting him in public. Which is going to be tough, that right? Is, yeah, that's pretty tough. That's, that's like, like, yeah, it's unreasonable because Val is still going to be a dick in public. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. if Val took it easy, it would be fine. But he's just such like a you got to let me shit. win all the time. That's yeah, a, that's, a, that's rough. That is rough for a teenage ego to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, Val then introduces Brink to like Team X Blade's manager Jimmy. He's kind of pointless. He's barely in the movie. He's just like a sleazy manager type. You he know? just making millions of dollars off he's exploiting the fuck out of these kids you get 200 bucks a week and i did 10 million in sales is what he said what an asshole this is why 
athletes make tons of money now they should right like <laughs> yeah yeah this guy is a piece of shit yeah. um it's fine brink agrees though because he needs some money whatever this guy says he'll need brink 24 7 for photo shoots and jazz and all that jazz i'm just like how many they just did a photo shoot how many fucking <laughs> photo shoots are there for in are there multiple inline skating magazines no it seems like the x-blades are on the cover like every week or every month or how often does this magazine come out i don't know who know we'll never know sadly um speaking of sadly brink goes home sadly uh this is an iconic line to me kyle yeah. possibly the <laughs> sure. line i've quoted the most and my sister and i would say this line to each other so much does this, growing up. does this movie coin this line i don't know if it does but it's the first place i ever heard it which is he comes home he's got a bag of x-blade stuff katie says what's in the bag he says it's nanya what what nanya business Ooh. <laughs> oh shit yeah. love it i love it that's such older brother talking to little mm-hmm. sister stuff uh he goes into his room and he hides all of his like x-blade stuff in his hamper which i thought was going to come back into play because i don't have this movie memorized it really doesn't he doesn't <laughs> like i thought maybe his mom was going to find it when doing his laundry or something it's Man. irrelevant um yes and then at dinner later brink brings up the idea that maybe he could get a job to help around the house and his dad is like impressed that he would uh, you know, willingly make that offer, right? Mm-hmm. But then he shoots him down once his, once Brink reveals that the job is skating because the dad is clearly concerned that his son only cares about skating, which I think if you're a dad, that kind of makes sense that you're worried that your son is putting all of his eggs into one pretty impractical basket, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, as we all know, inline skating remains to this day a yeah. phenomenon. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenon money maker. Maybe his dad just doesn't have the foresight to understand how popular inline skating is <laughs> always going become. to be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it does make sense too. If your kid just got suspended for skating, you're probably not gonna be like, yeah, take a job skating. Like this sure, is a good thing sure. for you. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. You know, I I was more in the in the ways of uh, you know, dad just chill. He's gonna make some money skating what he wants to do. But I don't know. I'm kind of hearing. I'm kind of hearing the dad logic. You know. Yeah. And kinda... I I would be a little bit. I think I could be persuaded by my kid that this is fine. A fine thing to do. I would. I would have questions about how much time it's going to take, obviously, you know, to yeah. be making that much money. When you threw um, in the, he got suspended on day one of school, then I'm like, yes, maybe this kid needs some structure. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, maybe more skating isn't the answer yeah. to this problem. Yes. <laughs> so he just, he flat out forbids it, basically, which is a shame because Brink has already agreed and said that his parents gave him permission. Yeah. Uh, so that's a problem. Um, the next day, uh, Peter tells Brink about what he missed at the... Or no, sorry, it's not the next day. This is on the phone, right? Yeah. They're on the phone. Peter's calling him. I miss a good phone call, like, conversation. You never have a conversation on the phone like this. Just catching up about your day. I'm going to start you know? calling you. I'm just going to start Ugh, calling you. I will night. not answer that. I say I miss <laughs> it, but I will not answer that I miss that it, phone. but not from you. Right. No. I mean, did you have that when you were a kid? Like, did you have like a, this is the time I'm going to call my friend and we're going to talk about no. our day. I used to call oh, Yanni, ask that. him if he wants to play. 
That's what we would always say. And then eventually we got old enough where I was like, should we, is it weird to say like, do you want to play? Like, I think we were in middle school at the time. Like, cause it it was elementary school. I'd be like, Hey, do you want to play? Like, you know, Oh, you guys going to go play? Like, cause it's summertime, you know, whatever. But that's about the extent of me on the phone with anyone was that. I used to be a real, a real gabber on the phone. Let me tell you, I had a, this is great. So, you know, as, as you know, I did have an Xbox live girlfriend when I was a kid. Uh, Wait, did I know that? Maybe you don't know that. Well, I did have an Xbox live girlfriend when I was a kid. Uh, used to talk to her a lot. Um, but I also had, I was in, she was her name. You can't just breeze over that. What was her gamer tag? Oh, her gamer tag was Watch, maybe she still uses it, but her name was Christina, um, was my Xbox Live girlfriend. She, I mostly talked to her through Xbox Live, but I had this, I also had, um, are you familiar with the H2O clan and the PMS clan? Uh, no. Okay, so what it was in Halo 2, there was like a, an all girls clan called PMS, Terrible okay. name, right? That's what they called themselves. What I can't remember what it it's is like a funny I, thing, right? Like, I think they called they said it stood for like female with a ph men slayers is what they used to say. <laughs> um, whatever, stupid. But they also had the H2O clan, which were their water boys, which were like guys that were I don't know, I, I don't even understand what the fuck Sips. it was supposed to be. I was like 13, right? So who cares? I was 12 or 13 at this time. Um, but I had, I was in the H2O clan and I had a PMS girl named Katie who was like a very, I was very close friends with her for like a year over Xbox Live. And she and I would talk on the phone literally like every night for like wow. a fucking hour on the phone. Amazing. Like, Where yeah, was she so from? Weird. What part of the United States? Like- <sighs> Oh my god, I cannot remember where she was from. One time she almost visited me. No. She way. called me on like her mom's no cell phone way. saying that they were like near because they had gone to some gaming thing and they were uh. near Fort Wayne. And I was so afraid that they were gonna like show up and be like a murderer that I was like, No, I'm not home. You cannot come over. <laughs> yeah. Like my mom had That's instilled a, such a good fear. <laughs> probably a good call. I've reconnect I reconnected with her like not recently, but like eight years after that, right? Like on Facebook, when sure, I still had Facebook. Sure. So I know for sure that she is like somebody who was that either that or they're an incredible catfisher. But um, but yeah, so like I don't, she wasn't going to murder me. It seems pretty unlikely because uh, her mom played Halo too. Like I used to play Halo with her and her mom. Oh, that is cool. And, yeah. Now that's cool. You're an H2O boy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I had I had a lot of long phone calls like this with Katie, oh, my PMS girl. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't. That's so good. I love yeah. that story. I <laughs> love that. You can enjoy it. Um, oof, that's embarrassing. So there, yeah. Uh, um. So Peter and Brink are on the phone, uh, and they're talking about their days. Right? Peter's telling them all about the day he missed at the skate park. He's like. These are the tricks I tried or whatever. You missed it. Blah, blah, blah. And Brink's guilt almost he's is building up and he almost comes clean to Peter right away. Mm-hmm. But then Peter's stepdad like forces him off the phone. I don't like the undertones of Peter's stepdad in this movie. You know? Uh, he's got like Yeah. 
he talks about when they're talking about how they got punished right. or whatever. Yes, because he yeah. talks about Gabby's like, well, at least you have two parents. And he's like, no, I have a mom and a Steve or yeah. whatever the fuck is <laughs> like that. It's like, and his dad's on the phone, like, get off the phone. I need to use the phone. Like Jerry or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't like the implications. And his mom of this, like forces him to act like he's a good stepdad when like yeah. the guy's mom comes over or something like that like it's yeah, yeah it's very like peter is like kind of squirrely also in just a way that makes me feel like maybe he's like abused at home it makes me very uncomfortable for yeah. peter i don't like it at all i do i do uh, like this phone scene just because it's like uh the shot of brink it's like a dark shot with like mm-hmm. the, all these shadows and he's like also playing with this action figure on a vert ramp. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I love this shot. Just, just not him just like lounging in his room. Like it's just some weird thing that he's yeah, epic looking. Something a kid dark. would do when they're on the phone and they're, you know, well, also gives a little bit of that like nefarious vibe that he's hiding something, you know? <laughs> yes. I like that Brink tries to come clean like almost right away though. Yeah, like, he does. his guilt yeah. is too much for him on day one of this thing. <laughs> He's like, I gotta talk to you. Um, excuse me. Uh, the next day at school, they're in home ec class making a cake, which is just fun, I guess. That there's a home ec scene, and I love Brink tries to use the cake that they're using as an analogy for friendship. And he tries to like he's trying to come clean again. Yeah. He says cake is like friendship. You put a lot of work into it, and sometimes it doesn't come out how you expected, but it still tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very profound, I think. Um and then he uh yeah, this is where he tries to come clean again, but then Val shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And he's antagonizing them. And then this is where Val is like, You're such an asshole, Val. Yeah. Because he's he's like, everyone calls him a jerk, and Val's like, Do you think I'm a jerk? Why don't you tell him if you think I'm a jerk? You think I'm a jerk? You know? Yeah. And I'm then he jerk? and he gets Brink to say, I don't think you're a jerk. And then he borderline breaks their deal. Because he's he's leaving, he says, see you this afternoon to Brink. Which sure. is like, you yeah. just broke the whole deal. Brink doesn't have, shouldn't have to respect you in public anymore. If you can't hold up to your one fucking rule in this deal, which is to keep it a secret. Yeah. Such a shithead. I hate Val so much. Yeah, and um, I think he says, like, as he's walking away, he's like, good doggy, is what he says. Mm. And it just, just, yeah, hate Val. Val's the worst. Ugh. He's got a real punchable face, this guy yeah. too. Like no, sure no offense does. to Sam Hori, Sam Horrigan, but, but we want to punch your like, face. He's got villain eyebrows, you know, like mm-hmm. he's got yeah, really sure stern does. eyebrows. I don't know. How to I like his hair though. He's got good hair in this. His movie. hair is it's basically very, my yeah. current haircut. So. Yes, <laughs> it looks much better on him. Uh, <laughs> at least my face isn't punchable. That's true. It's not punchable. As we learned, it is smackable. It though. is very smackable. <laughs> very smackable face. <laughs> Which uh, is better? A punchable face or a smackable face? I don't know. I mean, I'd rather get smacked than punched, so I guess a smackable true. face is true. better. Especially when you're talking... I mean, what kind of smacking? Are we talking lip smacking Ooh. when you're making out with the ladies? <laughs> when I'm tornaging or whatever. 
Yeah, when, when you get all Twitter pated and you and Carrie start to do your chortage. <laughs> Gosh, I hate that word. It's such a bad word. Like it's not. It's such a bad word. It's like a it should be a cuss word. Chornage. Chornage. It will be for us from now on. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Brink and presses everybody at X Blade HQ. They're doing like bowl sessioning, I guess. Uh, but Val is not impressed. He forces Brink to keep on practicing. I, we don't see enough of what Brink did, I feel like, for this. Because Val's like, what the hell was that? If that's going big, then I might just quit skating forever. And then Brink's <laughs> like, well, we'll miss you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, and then, yeah, he forces Brink to keep practicing, which makes him late to his soul skater team practice. Uh, and then he kind of like he gets there and they're all talking about the the new gossip, which is that X Blades has a new member on their team, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, I don't want to talk about that. Let's just practice. Uh, so they do that. And then he finally shows up home later and he's exhausted uh, only to find out that his dad has gotten him a job because he brought it up. Yeah. Uh, dog grooming. Yes. I love the line the dad says when Brink says, I don't know a thing about animals. And he says, you babysit your sister Katie, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's great because then I think is it the next scene where he's grooming grooming the dog? This is where we get the montage is like the next scene. He is the worst Uh, dog groomer (laughs) in all time. He should be immediately fired. He should be fired. He didn't he didn't even have to interview. What kind what? What 1998 logic is this where you can just get a job because your dad said, can you hire my son to do this thing that he has no experience in? He's just, yeah, the dog is like in the bath and and Brink is just flopping over him. Like there's nothing, he's not doing anything. It's bad. And the dog like escapes. Yeah. Clearly Eric Von Detten does not know about dog grooming. Um, But yeah, this is all that happens during, we get like this montage that I think is pretty good of, um, I mean, we're montage aficionados after Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh yeah. So this is, this is a pretty good one where it shows him waking up at like 7am for school. He goes to class. He goes to work. He goes to X blades practice. He goes to soul skater practice. He goes home. He does homework in bed until it says 1130 at night when he's like done. Finally, the man is running on fumes. Yeah. Right. He is. He's working too hard. So naturally it's no surprise when he gets sick. Right, Kyle? He's sick in bed. Clearly Mm -hmm. he's sick because Peter shows up to visit him. Uh, and he, and and Brink has to explain that he's too ill for the invitational, and not the good kind of ill, the yeah, bad kind he is of ill. The bad kind of ill. Yeah. And they, so they won't be able to compete. And I think Peter is pretty understanding here. Yeah, he's um, immediately like, "That's okay, dude. Stay in bed. Like, yeah, it's no big deal. Like, it's just the invitational. It's all cool. The, the friends are great, and they would have yeah. absolutely a hundred percent understood Brink if he was just like in the beginning, just like, "Hey, guys." Like my dad's my family. Yeah. Yeah. And like my family needs money and I need to help them. And the only way I know how is to skate for the X blades. Is that a, like, I hate it, but I have to do it. It They would absolutely be behind him. They would be, they would be behind him a hundred percent. Yeah. But maybe Gabby would struggle a little bit at first, but I think he could convince them all. Peter at least would understand. And he does try to come clean to Peter first, to be fair. Like, 
Yeah, but he then tries. he's in too he deep, I guess. He's had a lot. He, he has had a lot of other opportunities that he hasn't taken. It's true. So, I don't think true. he's I don't think he's absolved of of It's true. He's but, not absolved, but he at least he tries and he only really backs down after like a confrontation with Val that like solidifies even more that the Soul Squad hates the X-Blades, you know? And I guess it's just in his mind in the in the mind of a teenager this is like an unforgivable yes. like betrayal, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like though, uh, when he's in bed faking sick, when he does the, like, as Peter turns his back and he leans forward and sprays a bunch of water in his face to look sweaty. Like he's doing his best yes. to try to sell the illness. I did that. Um, I did that once with a thermometer to my mom. Like uh, I'm sick, and I put the thermometer on a light bulb. Yo, no, it gets way too hot. I know. You can't do the light bulb. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like an element. I was like young elementary school. She walks in. She's like, "Oh my goodness, your fever's 115." <laughs> so she was like, "There's, you're dead." Like she was like, "Did you do something?" And I was like, "Maybe, you know, maybe." You know, what we used to do is, uh, you put a penny in your mouth. Oh. When you put the thermometer in, and I don't know why, but that causes the thermometer to go a little bit hotter, so hmm. you can sell the illusion that you have a fever. That's interesting. Yeah, just so you know, that's that's what we would do as kids to get it up there. Um, but and also, but with my mom, most of the time, if I just told her like I don't want to go to school, she would just let me skip school. Honestly. So. Oh yeah, no, my parents were. <laughs> I never, never got to just skip school. Oh, that's great. Oh, I had to be see, real sick. Them. And they never took me to the doctor either. Like, it was just like, you're sick, whatever, you'll get over it. That's why you became a doctor, so somebody could treat your illness yeah. finally. <laughs> it's been an interesting, like, parenting thing. I mean, it's easy because I'm a doctor, right? But, like, yeah. like, Carrie grew up going to the doctor for everything, and I never went to the doctor. And so it's just like, like, she's recently told me like there i have ta- i would have taken our kids to the doctor so many times like mm. but since you're here then you know, we don't need to do that and it's just interesting, interesting. to me because like my parents like i mean i I'd, I'd have to be like dying or something for them to i think we've me. only taken dot uns- unscheduled to the doctor like one time when she was young and was like puking up like mucus and we were just worried you know sure like, yeah what is, yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely. but other than that no my mom didn't i got taken to the doctor a lot or a medium amount when i was like in elementary school maybe because i got strep throat a lot i used to get it like mm-hmm. so often they were like if you get it one more time we're just taking out your damn tonsils <laughs> i remember um and That's so i would go for that a kid too yeah <laughs> that's exactly what they said to me um so but I don't remember going a ton because doctors are expensive, you know? So my mom did definitely didn't take me a bunch. Can I tell you, though, Kyle, about skipping school with my mom? Let me tell you about the best day that a seven-year-old could ever have having their mom say, son, you don't have to go to school today because you and me, we're going to go to the movie theater and oh. we're going to go watch... Godzilla 1998 with Matthew Broderick at the theater that is together. Awesome. <laughs> and that is, I love that movie That's to this day because cool. I remember skipping school to go see it with my mom as a kid. <laughs> it's like, it ruled. 
She let me skip school to go see the new Harry Potter movie, like the first Harry Potter movie when it came out, too. I don't remember when I saw the first Harry Potter movie because I read the books with my mom, but I don't remember Mm -hmm. the first one or the second one. I don't remember actually when I first like went to like a midnight release of Harry Potter. I have to think about that. I have to look at the time timeline. Mm. I remember going to the midnight releases for the books themselves with my mom like she took me to get the fourth book at midnight i went with her when it came out like it was a big deal that's back when yeah because they that was like because harry potter was so big there was like borders and barnes and noble are like we're staying open until midnight so we can sell these things what other books will ever be like that like maybe maybe if george r R. martin ever writes the winds of winter yeah they'll do something like that that's it though yeah it's crazy Uh, so cool yeah that was a lot of fun good times good times um where the fuck were we kyle (laughs) oh he's sick he's faking sick so he doesn't have to go right what he's faking what i know he's faking gas we find out he's faking he tells peter basically he's like since i'm sick you guys should just session don't (laughs) go to the invitational yeah (laughs) you should practice instead while i'm sick um, and then as soon as Peter leaves, Brink grabs all his stuff and he heads to secretly skate with Team X-Blades. At the skate park, um, we immediately see Gabriella is like, no, fuck that. Yeah. Not, he's not the yeah. boss. I'm going to go see the competition. We'll practice. We'll session after. Like, yeah. we got to see our competition. She's just, yeah. She's totally reasonable. It makes sense. You would want to see your competition, even mm-hmm. if you can't compete, you know? So, of course, they go and they show up right as Brink is doing his vert session. Um, and it's, his vert session is pretty good, but I will say it's definitely worse than the guy that he beats. Yeah, probably. The guy that he beats does like a front flip on the vert ramp or whatever. Like, yeah, he does something that I was like, what the fuck was that (laughs) that he did? And then Brink just does some, he doesn't do any max goof bouncing on the skateboard level moves. Let's just say. The coolest move in all of skateboard. (laughs) The max goof Um, balance on the skateboard. So cool. So rad. Um, right as Brink is celebrating his victory because he does win, um, and he uh, he's getting a bonus from Jimmy. Right, mm-hmm. he wins, which means he gets a two hundred dollar bonus because Jimmy's a scumbag, yeah. and that's all he's giving them. Uh, right when that happens, the Soul Squad ambushes him. They shove him to the ground. They're super pissed. Yeah, I love that. that that's how they like find Gabby. Just runs up and shoves him to the ground. Like it's mm-hmm. there, there's no like soft. confrontation here she just no just shoves him to the ground like you might expect that a normal movie would be like he gets off the ramp he's celebrating he takes off his helmet and he's like yeah and then he looks over and sees them standing there yeah you know but no gabby is just like fuck you i'm pushing you down we're fighting right now uh yeah they're super angry about his betrayal and even like brink immediately tries to quit team x blades right and then he goes to try to meet up with his friends and explain. And they're just like, they're not interested. They're mad at him for lying to them mm-hmm. and selling out. And so they leave him. I love he's like, he's like, can I sit here? And they're like, it's free country. And then he sits and they just get up and leave the yep. table. It's great. Um, which then we find out his quitting is premature. I think this is Brink's lowest moment for me as a character that he's quit the team. He knows what he's done is wrong. Yeah. But then Val shows up. And he's like, there's still a spot on the team for you. And he convinces him to stay mm-hmm. on the team. I do think, though, that Val does bring up like. 
he almost seems likable to me in this moment where he's like, the difference between me and them is you bailed on them and they left. You bailed on me and I'm still here. Yeah, you know? it's just like, it's just evil villain type stuff, right? It is evil villain type stuff, but I do think it's from it sounds out, you know? convincing enough that as like a kid, I remember thinking like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so as a teen, I can believe that maybe you would fall for it, you know? Yeah, probably. I don't know how old they're supposed to be. Are they like sophomores, juniors? I guess I always just assume that they're that the kids are like freshmen and there's older kids. Could be around, freshmen, you know? Like it's could be. That's what I always just figure with these That's type of movies. I just don't know. Like I, they're high school. They're probably freshmen. Leaves room for a lot of sequels if you need them. It's just hard to tell what they're, they don't, they don't think don't they think ever they explicitly it. say yeah. no. And obviously the actors are old enough that you they'd be seniors at least. You yeah, would and think, he's not right? worried about college like you'd think a senior would be. You know, he's got his life. He's got his life planned out, Kyle. He's gonna skate his way to yeah. fame and fortune. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now we cut to two weeks later, uh, give, I guess, cause in the dialogue, they, the dad says it's been two weeks and I like that now we're mirroring his dad is complaining that now mm-hmm. Brink is too unhappy. It's all just the time. not normal. Nobody is that <laughs> unhappy all the time. Like, gee, dad, I wonder why. Hmm, I wonder, uh, mom convinces dad to go out and try to talk to Brink and see what's wrong, which initially goes poorly, but his dad does break through like a little bit, right? Where he's. He, he 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 talks about being his dad and how that's like sp- special or what. I didn't write down exactly what he said, but whatever he says, you can see on like Brink's face that like you know his dad's kind of breaking through that mm-hmm. teenager shell a little bit, but not fully yet. Um, Brink and Team X Blades go later another day. They go and scope out the downhill course for the championship race. Uh, and while they're there, Kyle, they bump into the Soul Skaters. And they basically all agree that they're going to race for the right to be at this hill. Yeah, they, it's skater rights or whatever. Skater rules. Yeah. You gotta... Whatever the the laws of inline skating are, they, they make some parlay covenant or whatever the yeah. fuck they have. And they're like, okay. Um, and it, it boils down to Val forces Brink to race against Gabby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and before Val leaves, though, he says to Brink, he whispers in his ear, he's like, there's a turn at the end of the street. Go wide on the turn. Mm. And Brink's like, you never go wide on a turn in a race. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And Val's like, just do it. Something sketchy. And this is uh, sketchy. And the race is pretty good. They're like neck and neck with each I other. I do like, right? I like, really like the, well, actually, I think you, you did you miss did you say the line where Val says big racist line to Gabby where she, he's like, go back to where you're from. Basically. Oh, I don't think I wrote that down, but yeah, but she, he's yeah. big racist Val. He's just mm-hmm. go back to where you're from. She's like, I'm from, from here basically is what she says instead of oh, go back. I may to have missed that. Cause I was, something. I may have like been looking at something else. Oh yeah. It's just the classic, like, well, why don't you go back from where you're from? And yeah. she's Puerto Rican, I think. Right. Is what she's Peruvian. Peruvian. I and so yeah. she's like, I'm, I'm from San Antonio or she's from, uh, yeah, I was born here. San Francisco. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Val's a piece of shit. Unsurprisingly. Yes, racist. Unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly <laughs> racist. And then, um, I love it. I love when Brink goes to the group or goes to her and he, and he's like, I'm not skating against you. And they're like, why not? You've been doing it for weeks. And it's like Ooh. huge burn. 
So true. huge burn. Love. God damn. Because oh, he has. So good. He has been. I love. Good. I love the, the group dynamics are great. They're just all very likable characters. I feel like mm-hmm. they got a lot of chemistry together. Um, and so the race is pretty good. They're neck and neck until they get to that aforementioned turn. Uh, and where Val has thrown a bunch of gravel on the ground, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, causes Gabriella. Yeah. Gabriella wipes out fucking hard. Yes. Like, bad. her scrape looks Oof. gnarly for a decom. It's a real you know? bad like, road, ra- road rash. That is some shit. Cash was watching and he was like, with me as a kid. He's like, can yeah. we re- rewind it? I want to, I want to see her, her scrape again. And we're like, no, we're Jesus, not going to do that because it's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty gnarly and then cash started dissecting earthworms right right next to you yeah. after that <laughs> uh, yeah her uh her injury we can talk about it now because she ends up wearing like a a cast for or not a cast but a sling for this yeah but like she's only in the sling for a couple days makes no sense if you're gonna be in a sling you gotta be in this you're gonna be in the sling for like six weeks you know you don't wear a hear me out hear me out right away Maybe she's got a mom who already had that sling okay. and is being like an overly protective. I believe mom. it. I believe that. Because yeah, we do she's know just her got mom the is like a bit much. Yeah, yeah, mom's just like you got to chill for a few days and you can do your your uh, your activity your skating your, after your, yeah. uh, championship. Then I believe it. I think she does mention that they went to the doctor. Right. Yeah, and she does. Like, Later, the doctor said she just needs to rest for a couple days or something, or needs some rest, is what the mom says. I believe. True. So they do go to a doctor about it, and it makes sense because she is pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's fall. a bad fall. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> Oof. I just really remember, like, when I saw her scrapes, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this feeling intense as a kid, like more than I'd expect from a decom." Mm-hmm. Um, Brink feels horrible about this later that night. He goes to like try to apologize. Um, while the song Apology by Clarissa plays. It's pretty good song. It's like, I'm sorry, is like the yeah. lyrics as he's walking up to the house. I'm like, that's a bit on the nose there. Oh, on the, the nose. With the it's, music it's, choice. It's a good song, though. I don't care. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, and then um, uh, Gabby's mom tells Brink that nothing is broken, luckily, and that she just needs to rest a while, is what the doctor said. Um, she still she lets Brink in. She says maybe like a visit would be good. Gabriella does not want to hear out Brink, though. She's mm-hmm. still pretty angry, rightfully so, I guess, after this fall. She'd be extra angry. And she points out Brink is the one who taught her about soul skating. Yeah. And I like that she has her line where she's like, we all need money. That's how it starts. First, mm. you do something that you really love, and then you start doing it for the money. And before you know it, you're just another sellout. Ugh. Which... Is my plan for this podcast, personally. The plan, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, it's for us to start making money eventually. Right now, we're soul casters. We're soul casters. God damn it, I can't Dude. say soul casters, because that's... That's from... That's straight that's out of Stormlight Archives. Stormlight Archives. It's all coming together. <laughs> it is. We're soul casters. We are soul casters. And I am turning into smoke. Speaking like of soul, soul casting, caster. now is the time to announce our Patreon... A new Patreon. No, we don't have a Patreon. We We need more of you to tell your friends to listen to our podcast so that we can then bleed them dry of their money. I like the tactic. Blame our listeners. Yeah, it's their fault. (laughs) Word of mouth is what matters. It's our listeners' fault if we're not more popular. Not us. Our podcast is perfect. There's no changes that need to be made to the format of the show, Kyle. It's people want 
three and a half hour long episodes talking about Disney Channel original movies. I, we know this. That's why we're doing yeah, it. Exactly. We're filling a hole in the market that is definitely there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that night, Brink goes home, Kyle, and he has, he and his dad have a real heart to heart here. I really like this scene. Um, a lot where he comes clean to his dad about doing the sponsored team behind his dad's back. Uh, and this is where he also reveals a very Walter White revelation here that his crimes weren't noble and that deep down he wanted to be famous. Yeah. You know, he's like, true. I said it was for the money, but part of me actually wanted to be famous and important for a change, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, and then his dad, I like that his dad opens up to him about being on disability and feeling useless because he can't work. And then he shares, he learns that he's, you're not defined by what you do, but rather by the company you keep and how well you keep it. I think that's a pretty that's good pretty line for a Disney Channel original movie. You know, that's pretty good. Great line if your kid's hanging around a bunch of skater kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I bet my parents told me, said that to me at some point. I'm sure they've said but something like that. That's such like a that. dad wisdom. Line. I mean, I was like hanging out with the skaters, but then I was going to like multiple youth groups a week. You know, not just like mm -hmm. my own church's youth group. That was in high school. That in high school, I was outside the 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 skater group. I wasn't I wasn't in with them anymore. That was just middle school. But yeah. Yeah. So, but I was. You still... moved on to the much cooler world of show choir kids yes. by high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that the dad does a really good job selling this kind of like earnest moralizing. Yeah, you know, it's good. Dad's and he, good. And he, Man, he's, he's good. good. He tells him. He says. He says, if you never, even if you never skate again, you're still Andy Brinker. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that's great. That's good stuff, Dad. And then uh, I like Dad is even like he asks him like, do you think you're gonna do that competition? And if you do, let me know, because I want to come watch. I think it'd be fun. Mm -hmm. So there you go. They're bonding. Um, and it goes, when they're going inside, he's like, did we just get dangerously close to having a conversation? Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Um, next day, Brink officially quits the X-Blades for what Val did with the gravel, which is fair. And then possibly the most iconic moment of the movie to me, Kyle, and possibly the best food throwing moment in cinematic history is when he throws the fucking chocolate shake right into Val's yes. face and it like completely coats his face perfectly. Yes, it's great. It's, it's so good. So good. He's like, I can finish this and he like throws it in and it just cakes him. He just looks like he's covered in mud. Like he just looks like he laid down in mud. Awesome. Oh, it's so awesome. I love it. Yes. Um, and then he basically, then they agree that they're, they're going to save their showdown for the championship. And I love Val's line where he says, we'll get it on for sure. <laughs> just, what the fuck does that mean, Val? What so, did you so say? It cut out he for says, a second. He says, oh, we'll get it on for sure. Yeah. And then, all right, buddy. It's a little sexual. A little the homoerotic. That There's, I feel good. the homoerotic vibes from, from, uh, from, from Val. Val and Brink. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a, it is important that, I mean, Val's going to kick his butt, but who steps in? But Of course, it's uh, uh, Boom, Boomer, Boomer, is that his name? Yeah, Boomer steps yeah. in to defend because Brink, 
Brink uh, helped Boomer in the beginning, so he's yeah. he's won over Boomer as a good yes. guy. So he's it's great. sticking he's, up for sa- They're going to save it for the championship, determine who's the re- the best man by winning, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, at the pit, things are looking very bad for the soul skaters who are down a man. Um, and then even worse when Peter goes to like do a move and his fucking skate just breaks the, all of the wheels just fall off. Yeah. You know, it's so sad. It's, that sucks, dude. Cause we know Peter's abusive stepdad isn't about to buy him a new <laughs> pair of skates. Like he's fucked. Uh, luckily though, Brink shows up with a new sponsorship for them. Kyle, courtesy of his day job, fucking team pup and suds. Team pup and suds. Love iconic it. team it's so fun i uh, i want a team pup and sud shirt so badly oh that'd be great they have i i was looking them up they sell they have like you can order from walmart for like 30 bucks a really team pup and suds hoodie <laughs> yeah i thought about buying one for myself and one for tyler just for oh, the yeah. fun of it um they are moved by this eventually and they invite him back to the team because it's not matters really pup and suds it's really him no like it's him. He took an, an advance on his pay, on his pay from them, like a four month advance. So Which he is buy like, them all gear and stuff. Dude, is this like the nicest small business dog grooming business ever? Yeah. Like they yeah. hired this kid that they don't even know. <laughs> and he's been working there for like a month. And they're like, yeah, we'll just give you an advance. We'll just assume that you possibly the least dependable looking skater kid I've ever seen in my life. will continue showing up for work for four months. Yeah crazy they're very they're rad they're just they're i rad. wish we saw more of team Pup, of like the pup and suds dude they are ill very ill um from here we fade to the day of the championship i can't remember what it's called it's the third annual something i didn't i couldn't catch what they said i don't know i didn't, I didn't write rewind. it down either. yeah but it's the third annual competition i'm gonna be honest there's probably Two years left of this before inline skating has completely died out in popularity. (laughs) Really is limited here. Um, Team Pup and Suds arrives to the mockery of Team X-Blades, but they are unfazed, Kyle, because they're just here to skate and have fun, right? Mm -hmm. So first up is the street competition, which Gabriella goes first, and she does pretty well. Her run is solid, right? Mm -hmm. She gets a 93 as her score. Uh, I wrote down all their scores because it's very important. Okay, stuff, great. Obviously, glad you did. Uh, I did not. Yeah, and then and then after her, it's Val. Um, and despite the fact that his performance lacks soul, I like that when he skates, it plays like kind of angrier rock music. Sure. The score does. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, he gets a ninety-eight, which is pretty good. That's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brink goes after him, and he. He does well initially, but he like falls down mid run, so he kind of fucks his team, and he only gets an eighty nine. Yeah, still um, pretty good. I l- it's still pretty good. Uh, I love this scene right after where he goes and talks with his mom and Katie, who are like, "Your dad's not here. He's talking with the foreman about maybe getting his job back, but he'll be here later, right?" But then before he leaves, Katie's like, "Can I give you some advice? <laughs> Skate better." Yeah, <laughs> and Brink is just like skate better mom skate better he's like i can't tell if he's <laughs> mocking katie or if he just is like earnestly moved by that piece of advice the way he delivers it I so love true it. i don't know either 
We used to quote that a lot as kids skate too. Just skate better. Better. <laughs> yeah. Way he says it. Um, and then we are treated to an ill montage. Oh no. <laughs> what? <laughs> this montage. It's at the the I'm sorry reprise, right? It plays the same song. Yeah, yeah it plays, it's like a uh, slow song montage of the skating uh, competition. Oh, I love it. I love the slow <laughs> song because it's always on like the slowness matches when they have air and they're rotating to me. True. I don't know. It's also, keep in mind, I have no ability to be objective about this movie. <laughs> I'm just like this rule. Like, why are they uh, picking this song for this? Because they've already paid for it and they don't want to. It's a real song. Sure, right? sure. So yeah. they're like, let's just use it again, I guess. Like... That's the only thing I can think is they just don't want to pay for another song. Uh, I kind of like it because it's a lot of slow-mo footage, I feel like, in my mind. So it almost works. I will agree. It's weird to use the same song that was the sad apology song <laughs> for the montage. <laughs> um, well, after the montage ends, we reveal that like Team Pop and Suds is doing okay. They're currently in fourth place, right? Mm-hmm. And Team X-Blades is in first place. Um, so, but luckily Kyle, the vert is up next, which I think we've established as like Brinks, one of his better things. Yeah. Right. He's uh, the Tony dad, Hawk of, of, uh, he is. he is. Um, I really like when the dad shows up here, uh, while everybody's like, while Brink is like preparing for the vert. Mm-hmm. I just really like that. He's up there almost about to go on and he's still concerned about his dad's run or about his dad's job. Uh, and he's like giving his dad like the thumbs up, thumbs down, and his dad gives him the thumbs up, and he's like so happy yeah. that his dad got his he's job a good back. Kid. He's he a is. family kid, friend he kid, he's a great kid. It's a great kid. Um, and then he delivers a very goofy, worthy vert run. I would say, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he hits a ninety-eight, which is a solid ass score. And then Val, of course, answers with his own ninety-seven run. Ooh. And then we get like a montage of the rest of the vert round set to really tense music. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, like the they're they're in a position where there's basically no way they can make it up to second place unless the team that's going fucks up. Right. Yeah. And they need to get uh, in second place so they can do the downhill run as the final. Yes. Event. Yeah. And so the guys are going on the team that's in like third or that is currently in second and the guy falls down basically. Yeah. I wrote, so is that what, dude dead? Because he like he took a fall and he just is laying there not moving at all. Like where's yeah, the, it's, where's it's the intense. EMT? Where's the medic? Get like run up to this guy. Uh, you think they can afford medics at the, uh, <laughs> the inline skating yes, competition? I do. This is like, yeah, you can. This, this is, is huge. They've moved humongous. $10 million in merchandise. You're right. Uh, the guy's fine. He does get up eventually and kind of waves to the crowd. But it, basically what it means is it comes down to the fact that team pub and sets can move into second. If they have a fantastic run and their only person left is Peter. And we know, Kyle, if he's going to have a fantastic run, he's going to have to hit that 540 he's been struggling yeah, with. Yeah, because the guy tried to do the 540 and failed, so it's yeah. like it's set up perfectly. It's like, oh, he's got to do it. And he does it. He does. He does the 540. He does he inverted 540 flip. I don't know. They're like one and a half full rotations upside down. Like the way they say it. I love it. Um... He gets uh, he gets a 98, puts them into second place. Woo! 
So it all ultimately comes down to a head-to-head race on the downhill between Val and Brink for the championship, Kyle. Who could have predicted this? Nobody could have seen this coming ever in a million years. (laughs) I want to say I think Brink has a sick burn on Val before they go, where he says, no matter what, win or lose, at the end of the day, I'm not you. That's mm-hmm. like that's funny to me. This All is right, during well. they have these like 360 pan around shots, and it, <laughs> yes. I was getting dizzy by the end. There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, they like pan around as as Val's saying his line, and then then Brink says its line, and it's going 360 around him. I'm just like, this is I'm I'm getting a little dizzy here. Let's uh, oh, that was a little much, guys. Can we tone it down? I liked it, but this extreme sports movie's too extreme. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, though. It is very over the top, the spinning around. Um, the race happens, Kyle. They're basically evenly matched at first, but Brink does take a slight early lead. He's going 42 and a half that is miles so fast. per hour. That is That's so terrifying. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> That's so scary. To I can't, me. I don't think that can't be real, right? Like, you can't go 40 miles an hour in rollerblades down a inclined like hill. A, Inline skate speed record. Let's just look it up. Jesus. Inline speed skate record is 77.47 miles per hour. So I got, is it, I, maybe it's believable that these kids could be going 40, but like, I mean, that's like, cause the the record is like, these guys are wearing like their aerodynamic suits or whatever, but they are in basically the same position that the kids were in. So I could imagine no aerodynamic suit, you could get 30 miles slower than the record. Crazy. You know? That's like, nuts. Yeah. Like it, but because you go down like a hill on a bike and you're going like, what, 20, yeah. 25 or something? Like if it's, you're not, it feels, yes. It feels yeah, way yes, faster right. than like what you're actually going. I can't imagine going 40 miles an hour rollerblades. It says, let's see, I'm looking here. Uh, this is ice skating. I'm, look, I'm trying to look for road skaters here. Um, and it says the casting. All this is talking about ice. Why are all the pictures of inline skating? And then, okay, here we go. Inline skating on a track of the road is a tiny bit slower. Um, let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking real quick. It's an average speed of about 30 miles per hour. So if Brink's supposed to be like the best, okay, you know, and that's like I don't think that's even downhill. That's like on a a course. Wow. Maybe is what fast. this is saying it's for so like fast. professionals. So yeah, they're fast. He's going fast. Um, yeah, he's going really fast. Unfortunately, at some point he takes a fall, like a little fall when he's already slowed down. This is not like a Gabby fucking fall where he's road rash to hell. Cause you'd be messed up falling at 42 miles per hour. Um, and then he, they get to like a, so there's cameras following them. Definitely real cameras, not green screen onto a giant billboard. Uh, they get to a blind spot where there's no cameras and Val starts getting really physical. He's like shoving him into cars and trying to like mm-hmm. knock him down, you know? And then eventually though, his physicality backfires. Uh, he goes to swing and Brink dodges and it sends Val off course. Like he falls, he takes a bad fall basically. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which Brink, as we know, he's got a soft spot for people who have fallen. Yes. He can't help himself. He turns back and he tries to help the seemingly injured Val, but it's a trap. He pulls Brink down and takes off racing again. Betrayal. Betrayal. And then 
Brink cheats to catch up? Yes, he absolutely cheats. He just cheats. He just takes a shortcut. Nobody cares. They're like, oh, that was cool. Because he did like a little jump in between buildings. There are clearly marked flags of the path that you're supposed to take. And he just takes like an alleyway and like cuts off like a huge chunk of the course to catch up. Mm-hmm. I don't get why he's not disqualified because he's not even in a blind spot when he yeah, does it. Yeah, everyone sees him do it. Apparently it's allowed. There's no rules. I don't know. Um, eventually he catches Val and it's a dead sprint to the finish line and he wins by a nose. And then everybody celebrates Brink while booing Val as a dirty cheater, which doesn't make any sense because Brink is the one who cheated. Well, Val <laughs> cheated too. He like shoved. He did, I yeah. guess, but they didn't see Val's shoves really. They saw Val try to shove and fall off course. And cheating only and then it only counts if you get caught cheating. You know. Yeah, I'm just saying what they saw was Val fell, Brink went to help, and then Val pulled him down and raced off, which I think is bad, but it's not as blatant of cheating as cutting, cutting off a, a huge section yes. of the course. <laughs> yes. Um, whatever. Brink does so well that Jimmy comes up to him and asks him to be like the new captain of Team X-Blade, but we know Brink has learned his lesson, so he tells him no way, turns him down, and then he hoists his trophy into the air, and everybody cheers as we freeze frame on his face. Big happy ending. The end, Kyle. The end. I just gotta say the last like race sequence, the yeah. song that was playing was driving me insane because it kept <laughs> yelling out the phrase "You've got to know yourself" <laughs> over and over again, and it's like in the song it sounds like a megaphone. It sounds like somebody's like yelling it over the course, but it's just over and over again. You've got to know yourself as they're doing mm. the course. Like I was, was too sucked in by the intense action. Yeah. To even well, now that I've said music, it, uh, next time you watch this movie, because I know you're gonna watch this movie again. Well, I I almost watched it again today just for fun. <laughs> you I'll just be you just you. listen to that song that's playing, <laughs> and it's just you've got to know yourself over and over you've again. You've got to know yourself. Now I gotta do it. Um. Yeah. That's it, though, Kyle. That's. Brink! Brink! That's the movie. Yeah. We did it. Nice. Woo! Um, I guess that means this is normally the section of the podcast where, because we've been spewing so much negativity, we like to take a moment to shine a little positivity before getting to our final thoughts and talk about our best performers. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about your best performer, Kyle? Yeah. It should be no surprise who my best performer is, because my best mm-hmm. performer is David Graff. As Ralph, That's a great Brinker. answer. Just a goddamn great answer. <laughs> Just <laughs> a so great good. answer. He's so great in this movie. Um, Runner-ups for me were, were the the girl who plays Gabby, um, Christina Vidal. Yeah, she's going to be my runner-up. Um, even the even his little sister was great, but she only has like two lines. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I just can't pick her. Um, not mm-hmm. when David Graff is there, and he is, he's so good. He does it. I think Jordy. Job. I think Jordy would be a sleeper if he had some more lines. Jordy is our most underserved member of the team. Sure, but yeah. I find him pretty captivating. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, David Graff. What do I give? What do I give this man? I mean, I wish I could go back in time and give him a a treadmill stress test, so mm. I so he could know that he has coronary artery disease because he had a, yeah. a heart attack but um maybe i'll uh maybe i'll give him uh uh why can give him a new job he needs a job right I mean, uh, yeah i guess that's but, uh, yeah i'd give him a new job or maybe just job. uh yeah that sounds that sounds pretty good kyle it will be no shock to you that i was 
torn between two picks for this, which is Christina Vidal and David Graff. Uh, but I think I, I want to give it to both of them. They're so good. Everyone's good. I've wrote down. Can I say everyone? And I said, name anyone who was bad. I dare you. Is what I wrote in my notes. Um, I I will also. I can't. As great as I think Christina Vidal is, I just David Graff is so good in this movie. He you sure know? is. So I think I have to give it to him as well. He's so funny. The double so award. in the pocket. Double award. The rare double award. Uh, I guess I will also give him a job. Actually, I'll give him a new car. He needs a new car. The car broke down. He does. There you go. Very yeah. good. Great. <sighs> um, should we talk about our final thoughts final on the thoughts. movie? Kyle? I think since final I thoughts. think we sh- I think the person who picked the movie should give their final thoughts first. I think. Okay. Perfect. Well, I will say here are my final thoughts. This is a fantastic and fun family movie with the one caveat. That you have to at least have some affinity for the 90s and or inline skating to enjoy it. Because it's like, it's not like laugh out loud funny or like moving, but mm-hmm. it is fun if you like the 90s vibe of it all. And who, you know? who is that deep into inline skating though? I mean, like this movie makes you <laughs> like it because it's cool. Yeah. They portray it very, you know, very I think good there's manner. at least some people who are like, I remember when this sort of skater was like, the the cool kid you know sure so i feel like there's like i'm not into inline skating but i have an affinity for that era you know Mm -hmm. like of skating i guess um i think it's nice that this movie has like a really earnest accepting uh and inclusive cast like of characters oh they're kind leads but they still feel cool which is kind of a hard needle to thread to have people that are like genuinely just nice, but they still don't feel lame at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. um, I really like the, I like the anti corporate message, you know, or just a genuine, the message that the dad has of like, it's not what you do. It's, it's who you are and how you treat others that define you. Um, I think the skating in it looks good Yeah, and for a lot of it. Like we talked about, it is, you genuinely don't really think about how there are probably stunt doubles doing a lot of the tricks for most of it. Like mm-hmm. it's filmed in such a way that it looks pretty seamless and the cinematography in general, there's a lot of really cool moves. It doesn't have amazing lighting by any means. Like it's not the best movie you're ever going to see in terms of its look, but there are good camera moves. I think the ending I would say is maybe a little bit rushed and I do think that for me personally, it would serve the moral a little bit better if they lost the race, but still embrace their soul skating philosophy in the end. I was half expecting that just because of Goofy Movie. That's how, Yeah. Isn't that how it ends is like, well, Maybe. am I second guessing? Maybe that's how I you wanted might... it to end in Goofy Movie too. Yeah, I, I can't forget. remember. I think the Rocky but... ending is always pretty poignant though when somebody is like, I care so much about this thing. I'm trying 100% my hardest and I'm happy that I tried my hardest. That's yeah. what matters. Cause I think that's poignant. Skaters, yeah. Yeah. But I also understand that this is a case for, or this is a case where it's a movie for like kids. And I think it is probably easier to reinforce the message to kids to let like being a good person we'll is reward. rewarding. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
I get it. Um, I would say, Kyle, this is one of the very rare cases of revisiting a childhood favorite where it totally holds up. And I think, honestly, that this movie deserves more of a cult status than it already has. I think it might be underrated. Overall, it has some stumbles. But uh, despite those flaws, it's still a solid run. 89 out of 100, just like Brink's first run on the course. That's <laughs> wow. what I'm doing. Wow, yeah. 89 out yeah. of 100. <laughs> um, great. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I honestly have a lot of the same thoughts that you, that you have, but this, uh, this movie's rad. Like, it's just fun. <laughs> It's fun to see the skate, the the inline skating. Even looking back on it, we don't you don't see a lot of inline skating tricks these days because it didn't mm-hmm. stay stay extremely popular. You know, <laughs> no, it did so not. watching a movie about it is fun because it's like it's a it's a window into a a, a time and that doesn't exist anymore you know it's, it's it just, is a time capsule yeah for sure and it's fun to watch them do these tricks that are cool and it looks great the characters are really fun the dad has a lot of funny lines it is very cheesy and i really i do like the main character um uh brink uh just because he's so genuine he's a bit of a doofus you know yes and, and i think val does a good job but he i think uh they like direct him to overact a few times or his lines just are, are like just a little bit too yeah. much um so it does have a very kind of cheesy feel to it but overall, I like the message, um, and uh, I I like the filming of it. It doesn't seem like they were trying to just pump out a cookie cutter movie. They're still trying to be, um, I don't know, have some. Ha- they they put some soul behind their filming. They were soul yes. filming, you know. They were soul filmmakers, Kyle. <laughs> yes. And after talking about it, the the movie, I think I think um bumping my thoughts on it just a little bit higher than initially i'm giving it 80 out of 100 Woo! because it's so much fun it's great and it's a made for tv movie and as far as made for tv movies go all the blunders that we usually see this one doesn't seem to have as many of those blunders and i think it should be rewarded it should be on the on the highest in the highest echelon of the movies that we've reviewed so far absolutely and i I think uh, your your score is more fair than mine. I'm I'm higher on it than it should be. Yeah, and um, it, I was even because I was you know three point five out of five is maybe more what I was thinking, but no, it's four out of five. It's a hell yeah, it is. Here's what here's what I think it is. I think I went into this movie with low expectations because I had tried to rewatch it maybe like I don't know like five to seven years ago whatever sometime in that time frame and at that time i was like oh it's a cheesy disney channel movie whatever but now kyle we've spent a year watching much worse (laughs) movies of the same ilk and i was fully (laughs) expecting this to be a slog to get through and then i was like oh wait no this is actually fun (laughs) like i like this so i was just so happy (laughs) yeah i had to give it eyes and the 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 one like general thing i'd maybe improve is just like some of the dialogue is not super like interesting like captivating Mm -hmm. dialogue between characters and so yes like so it is kind of gets a little i don't know dry and that that would maybe bump it up for me a little bit better. That is um, 100% why I added that bit about how it's fun. If you like this time period a lot, you know, 
it's doing so the time period the time capsule of it all is doing a lot of heavy lifting for a a weak script i think we can say i can't imagine my parents liking this movie at all you know <laughs> like just i just don't i just can't see it well your parents are just mad that a kid goes to the doctor in it yeah They're like that's nonsense <laughs> no one's wearing a tie yeah. what is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's it <sighs> That's break. Break. <laughs> we did it. We cool. did it, guys. Scott, do you want to play a game? Yes. Oh, good. I do. Well, well, actually, it's not really a game. I really just need your help with something. Oh, I'd love to. Help well, you. I had I'm I had a, this. I'm a soul caster, so I'm here to help. I don't Great. need a competition. Good, good. Yeah. Well, I had this armload of of lines from from mm-hmm. movie series. I'm so sure I know where you're going with this. And I was I was skating downhill. Uh huh. Wouldn't you know it? Someone put gravel on the street, Scott. And so I, I oh, just totally no. wiped out, and all of the oh, lines no. went everywhere. All these actors' mm-hmm. lines just went everywhere, and I've gotten them back into their correct movie series, but I just don't know what order to put them in. So Scott, will you oh. help me put these lines back in line? Yep, I knew it. I that's the I. I texted you I had no good ideas for a game because the only thing I could think was like there must be a play on the word in line (laughs) but but I just couldn't think of anything well good I have uh, I have five um, five actors they're all actors and I have their lines from movie series and I'm gonna give you their three lines and you have to put them in order and uh, you don't necessarily even have to guess the, the movie title okay but but you can are these are these are all lines from one movie no they're from a movie series so each line is going to be from a different movie in a different movie in the same series i have to say the order that they were said like the order of the release of the movies basically Mm -hmm. yeah you if you uh if you uh get three out of five you're gonna win the championship and and that's gonna be great for you and if I'm you lose, get that two hundred dollar bonus. Yeah. If, I win. if you lose, I'm going to throw a milkshake into your face. So oh, I think we should actually film that. If I lose, there's zero percent chance that you lose this. I promise you. So right, well, I just I can't imagine you we'll losing see. this. Unless, Maybe I'll throw it just for the you'll throw sake it of so it, so that I can throw it in your face. Yes, exactly. Okay. So uh, so here we go. Here's this first mess of lines here. It's not really okay. a mess. I'll give you one at a time. I'm not going to like all right. throw them all together. But I uh, we got some, uh, oh, Vin Diesel lines here. Oh, good. Okay. wonder what franchise it'll be from. <laughs> Is it? I hope it's, I hope it's Riddick. I hope it's not Fast and the Furious. Okay. I hope you included the line going balls deep. Because <laughs> <laughs> she asked real sweet. Let me just like. rewrite this segment real quick. <laughs> okay. Here's the first line. This is Brazil. Okay. 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 Here's the second one. Is it Vin says that line? Yeah. That sounded nothing like Vin. That's a terrible impression. That's all. This is Brazil. I think it's how he says it. Is that Arnold saying the line? (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, I'm not good at impressions, so this is great. That's fine. No, you're great. (laughs) Here's the second one. I never knocked on nobody. Okay. 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 And then third one. No matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away or halfway across the world, you'll always be with me and you'll always be my brother. Gotcha. Okay, Kyle, 
I believe... Uh, I think I never narked on nobody is the first line of these chronologically. I think it might be from the first Fast and the Furious movie. Um, this is Brazil has to be from Fast Five because that is the one where they're in Brazil, uh, from what I recall. Mm -hmm. And then I think the You'll Always Be My Brother is from that ending speech that makes absolutely no sense in Furious 7. <laughs> yes, it's his speech to Paul Walker. Yeah. Because it's been yeah. a long day. I mean, it makes sense out of the movie. It makes no sense in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a All it's right. a very meta end to that movie, which is yeah. just hard. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. correct you got the point. Okay. It's Doctor. Whoops! Day. Wrong button. Ignore that. It's <laughs> there. It is. Don't worry about that, guys. Okay. Uh, Good job. So that, yeah. That that is that speech is like, I get I get it. I get why it's in there. But it is such a detriment to the movie that I hate Furious it's, 7. It's a detriment to the movie, but like for a fan, it's not a detriment. Because know, you really why couldn't it, like why is it not just a montage of Paul Walker moments over the credits? Like I get I mean they have to write him out, but they don't even write him out to die. That's the craziest part to me. Yeah. Is like it's like Vin can't emotionally processed that his friend is dead in real life so he doesn't want to write him dead in the movie i think it just felt that makes wrong it real. i think it felt wrong for Does them it, to is it to like I think kill it feels him off so movie, much like i think it feels so much weirder and worse and disrespectful to me i don't know to like cg somebody and keep like alluding to them as if they're alive it only feels bad to me because they hint at brian being there in in like fast nine don't they yeah is it yeah like, like he's still there but up. like she, she like the what he's not gonna be around it's just his mm -hmm. wife the the sister it is yeah. it's not clean it's not clean it's not and clean. i don't i don't think i disagree with how they do it you know it, they the the whole end of that movie is this like kind of thing it's like he's going into heaven kind of thing is what they so, like it it's so. great i laugh i'm just it's a way to do it about it it's a way to it's do a way it. it was a choice was and a they choice. made it and they made it and, and famously uh, yeah. vin diesel's very cool and chill and easy to work with exactly. and i'm sure yeah. the choice was yeah. agreed upon by everyone um <laughs> okay next uh oh we got some jk simmons lines here Ooh. Okay. all right so Here's this has got to be the sam raimi spider-man trilogy <laughs> So uh, here's a here's our first one. It is not slander. I resent that slander is spoken in print. In print, it's, it's libel. libel. So that's your. I'll first just finish one. the lines for yeah. you if you don't mind. <laughs> All right, here's the second one. That's the first one, by the way. That's from Spider-Man One. I'll just answer now. <laughs> okay. Ah, Miss Brant, give me a violin. Okay, gotcha. And then our last line here. You want a staff job, and you want a staff job. Anyone else, Anyone? Anybody care what I want? <laughs> well, that is in the order that they're said, Kyle. Yes, it uh, is. Yes, it is. That's Spider-Man one, two, and three. The I can't. I've just rewatched Spider-Man two for the second time in like a month, and I can't remember the context of the why context he says is to get the Peter's violin. Like asking for more, or um, he wants. I think he. More, I think he's talking about money. He needs more money. It's definitely money, yeah. And so, and so, so J. Joe's like, "Oh, Miss Brandt, yeah. give me a violin." I just love that line so. Much. He's so J.K. Simmons is so good. He in is. Those. Uh, it's 
he deserves an Oscar for that performance. Like <laughs> it's tough because I, I love Oscar. Like so, his character is such a character actor. Like his his lines yes. are perfect. But I don't. Oh, can you give yeah. it for just a pure character actor? Can you give like a? I guess a. a if it's that fucking iconic immediately (laughs) like it's literally in spider-man one he shows up and says like one line of dialogue and you're like oh this is the greatest character ever created on (laughs) cinema like you're like this is a comic book character literally plucked from the page brought to life yes true he's so good good all right well you got that one you got two points congrats uh with the two points uh but here's number three uh, got some Ian McKellen lines. Ooh, so this could be X Men or Lord of the Rings. Could be. Let's see. Here's our here's your first one. Run, Shadowfax. Show us the meaning of haste. <laughs> what a fucking great line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then line number two. Oh, you would not part an old man from his walking stick. <laughs> It's probably the worst <laughs> delivered line I could have. No, it's great. I feel like I would talk. I feel like I'm King Theoden himself yeah. right now with how you delivered that. And then uh, number three here. Many that live deserve death. Some that die deserve life. Can you give that? Give it to them, Frodo? Do not be too eager to deal out death and judgment. Even the very wise cannot see all ends. Hmm. Okay, this is a little bit harder for me, only because, like, the Lord of the Rings movies are the sort of movies that, like, I watch them all when I watch one of them, Yeah, right? You, you, so they get very... blended together. You can't just, like, mm, I'm going to pop in one of them, you know? Yeah. Now, I do know the second one you said is from The Two Towers. Uh, the You wouldn't part an old man from his walking stick, because that is the scene okay. where he is now Gandalf the White, and he shows up and fucking punks the fuck out of uh out of mm-hmm. uh Sau- sauron or uh, uh, sauron to to free king theoden mm-hmm. um so i'm guessing you didn't put them in the same order as what they aired like you did for spider-man so i'm gonna say and i think that the third line you said is him talking to frodo about Gollum, possibly so i'm gonna say the order of that is the third one you said is from fellowship of the ring the second one's from two towers and then the Run, Shadow Facts, show them the meaning of haste is from The Return of the King. You got it. Boom. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I knew you'd be able to God. figure these out. Not too hard. Uh, not great movie. Did you hard. ever think about how we grew up, Kyle, in the most trilogy-laden period of blockbuster filmmaking? Yeah, it's true. I guess. We had, from 99 to like 2007, there's like... 10 huge trilogies that started and finished that we grew up with, like our perfect adolescent age. So we have the star Wars prequels. Mm -hmm. We got the matrix trilogy. We got the Sam Raimi, Spider-Man trilogy. We got the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the X-Men trilogy at the time, at least it seemed like a trilogy, the oceans trilogy. Yeah. The pirates of the Caribbean movies came out. We're living in the first three. We're we're living in the best time period. We had like, the undisputed like best time for trilogy it's just a weird time where trilogies were like the biggest thing mm-hmm. and now like at the time i was like oh this glut of trilogies right like these are these blockbusters represent like the the death of cinema you know all these big franchise trilogies and now they seem so quaint 
compared to like the 30 part MCU. Yes. You know, <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's like nothing. Good. All Just, right. Moving sorry. on. We got uh, lines from Alan Rickman. Hmm. All right. Here we go. So these are going to be diehard lines. Yes, probably. So he's only in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> that is the second time you've spoken out of turn, Miss Granger. Tell me, are you incapable of restraining yourself, or do you take pride in being an insufferable know-it-all? Oh, damn! There's that one. Then we got... Okay. You ought to be careful. People will think you're up to something. Just something. And then, third line here. Weasley's wand causes devastation with the simplest spells. We'll be sending Potter to the hospital wing in a matchbox. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the Harry Potter movies. I figured this would be the hardest one because I don't think I actually would have got these right, probably. I think. I know the last one you said is from the second movie because that's talking about when Ron's wand is broken after the Weeping Willow breaks it and they're at the dueling club so he has Malfoy fight uh, Harry instead so I know that one is probably in the middle I think I think they go the order is the first line you said is maybe from the first movie it could be from the fucking third though uh, when does he call her an insufferable know-it-all because that could easily be I'm going to I can't pick Kyle. It's so hard. Um, I don't remember what all the lines were. The up to something line. I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm going to say the up to something line is first and then the Weasley's wand one and then the Hermione being a know-it-all one. Ding. You Woo! got it. Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. Those, that first and third one, I was like, those are, how, those how can are you hard figure out which one's which? So. I uh, I just don't think he would have called her a know-it-all, an insufferable know-it-all in the first scene that they have together. I think that's the only potions class scene in the first movie is the that's one good where thinking. Yeah. Harry does it. Because the most iconic line from that is one that I quote all the time to Celia, which is the clearly fame isn't everything yeah. line, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, I think I may have been able to like blindly pick the first one. You ought to be careful; mm-hmm. people will think you're up to something. Just because I feel what like that's that? like his. What part is that from? I don't remember, but I, I feel like I would remember that as just that's part of the first one. Like it's one of the first lines that you hear Snape like say to the mm-hmm. kids as they're like walking around the the place or something. I don't know. So gotcha, I maybe gotcha, would have been gotcha. able would have been able to place it just because it seems like it would be in the first one. But yeah, all right. Good. Well, you've already you've already won, but in yeah, one I mean, soundly, I wanna, you've got four points already. So I want to get all five. You're gonna get all five. Well, here we go. We'll try. Because this one, it's not a single actor. No, this is just Ooh. this is just from a a series, and okay. so it's a little bit of a curveball. So this so a classic classic Davidson, Davidson game Davidson fashion. Girl. We're just changing the rules midway through. So this first one is a uh, spoken. By Luke to Chewie and Lando, oh, may the force be you with you. Oh, thank you. Good. By Luke to Chewie. Okay. Well, that's from Empire Strikes Back, so that's easy. The second one here is Han Solo to Luke Skywalker. May the force yeah. be with you. 
Well, that's as Luke is inside the cockpit in uh, in the A New Hope, or what it was originally just called Star Wars. That's when he's going to leave for the Death Star run. Yeah. And the third one is Admiral Akbar. May the Force be with us. Gotcha. Well, that's obviously Akbar talking to all the troops for the assault on the Death Star 2 on the over the forest moon of Endor. So I'm going to go with the order on that. Kyle is the second line goes first. The first line goes second. The third one was correctly placed. Ding, you got it. <laughs> Boom, baby. I, I just wanted to do May the Force Be With You. That's fun. Lines, so. That was fun. That's a fun little change up. For you. I wish you hadn't even given the actors. I'd have to guess. Just may the force be with you. May the force, <laughs> may the force be, with with you. be with you. Oh, no. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Ooh, that first one was actually Yoda, but in, <laughs> when he says it in Attack of the Clones, not in the other movies. Here's a click, a quick, a quick tangent before we wrap things up, I guess. Speaking of Star Wars, you watching any of that Kenobi? No, I haven't. I haven't turned it on yet. We just... Um, I met we're I'm kind of backlogged on shows because I would love to finish the night sky with with uh, with J.K. Simmons. The J.K. Um, Simmons, yeah. But we decided to watch Stranger Things because there's a lot of that out there. And I didn't Things even mention just, that in my week. Yeah, oh. it's just Stranger Things is just so excellent. So it's just hard to people. Put that here's on. the thing. It's I know I know it's not. I know season one of Stranger Things is like the perfect season, you know, and it could have ended there, or whatever. And, and I know it's downhill. And I even think season four, personally, I think it's the worst season of the show. But I still fucking love it. I, I love I, it We've only so watched one much. episode so far, and I love the, the episode. It's right. so creepy and horror movie vibes. It's great. Yeah. It's, the, the hilarious thing is Carrie turned it on. And it started playing, and I was like, "Oh, this is a this is a flashback to when they're to their first D and D session. That's kind of fun." And then I slowly realized we just had just turned on the first episode of the se- <laughs> of the series, and I was like, "Wait, this is the first episode. Like, Wait, it's still hold going. On a second. This is not a flashback." And so, oh, yeah, that was pretty. I, I didn't mention in our weekly wrap our week wrap up, but Celia and I did binge the entire uh, season. That's great. So we we have watched it all, and yeah, you'll have to text me as you progress because. I still really loved it, like I said, even though I think there's a lot of lumps in the oatmeal or however you want to call it. But But back to your question, no, I have not started Obi-Wan. That's kind of the third priority on my list right now. It's actually perfectly cute because I wanted to complain that I only watched like 10 minutes of it specifically because I had heard it looked bad and it just does. It looks like shit compared to stranger things specifically. And they have like the same budget and I just don't understand why star Wars looks worse. How does it have the same budget? Stranger things has an insane budget. Stranger things is like 30 mil an episode. I think, I think star Wars is like 25 to 30 mil an episode for Kenobi. Wow. So, and it just looks infinitely worse to me. And I just don't understand how that's possible (laughs) because You would think Star Wars, the biggest property on the planet, would spare no expense on looking good. But they're so slavishly devoted to their fucking fake background technology mm-hmm. that, like, I only watched, like, 10 minutes. It's like, I can see where the fake background is. Like, I can see that green screen look, rig I thought shit it, they it looked cool in The Mandalorian, but... It does. Like, it looked better in Mandalorian than I thought it looked in the Obi-Wan episode that I watched. Obi-Wan episode, bit I watched looked like it was from a sci-fi TV show uh, from, like, ugh. 2009 right. to me. Great. Yeah. It's not good. It will, it will remain in third 
third priority right now for me. Good call. Good call. But you know, I also just don't like Star Wars anymore. That's true. So that's fine. But I'm not, if you're listening, I'm not one of those fucking weirdo toxic people who doesn't like it because it ruined their childhood or whatever. I just think it's bad for the <laughs> most part. I only think two Star Wars movies are good out of nine, and I didn't have a childhood with it. I have only. I didn't watch them until I was 14 years old. You don't have to. So, you don't have to keep defending yourself. I know. I know. But there's a pretty tight. I. It's kind of how you deleted your Turning Red yeah. review. Yeah. I. That's what Star Wars is like. Like you can't say you don't like it without there being a chance that people think you're like an alt right racist crazy person. <laughs> with the amount of fans there are that are like starting hate campaigns because there's a female actor they don't like in a show or whatever. I don't know. There's some drama with Obi Wan. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Good. Oh, all right. Is that good? Is that I good for our Brink good. episode? I Wrap think it up. It is. Yeah. Uh, join us next week where we'll be talk- taking Kyle's first movie of our hot decom summer list, which is Smart House. Woo. Another classic. I'm excited for that one. I We'll see if it holds up. I'm, a, I'm worried for you, Kyle, only in that Smart House is a much more ambitious concept. So there's a lot more potential for things to look bad. Yeah, and it. I'm not. Uh, I I'm okay with it being bad. I don't I don't have yeah. any fond memories and that I'm clinging on to with this one, and it's going to ruin my life if it's a bad movie. Yeah. I just kind of go into these expecting well, them to. be I assume bad, you so. want to win the, the. I assume oh, you want to win. Yes, the I do want to win. So. I do want to yeah. win. I feel like it's going to be tough after this brink first showing of this break movie with you. I, so. I think I think Xenon Two might lower my might. score. <laughs> no worry. <laughs> It'll all come the out. Equalizer itself. The uh, okay, well, that will do it then for this week's episode of the Made for TV podcast, though. So, in the meantime, let's take out the tape and turn off the TV. If you're listening and you like what you hear, please go to our website, sign up for our newsletter, madefortvpodcast.com. Also, follow us on follow us on social media at Made for TV Podcast. That's at Made the Number Four TV Podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzbab for our theme song. Thank you to Maggie for our artwork. Until next time, I am Scott. I'm Kyle. Uh, what up, fam? I don't know. Kind of I didn't think of an outro line. You got an outro line, Kyle? Uh, no. I just got some Perfect. shortage to do here. Short, so yeah. We got some. Get, I better head. I'm gonna. You know what? You're. You're right. I'm gonna head out and get down to business on some chornage. <laughs> so let's get out of here. <laughs> Bye.